Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Maybe you and I could, uh, could get together for a beer or something sometime, huh? A beer? A beer? That's... It's funny, it's like you're, you're acting like I uh, just saw you last week. Spinach? <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode, uh, the hell is the 629? I'm Scott Johnson. <laughs> Joined today by Brian. If you grow a mustache, no one will be able to tell you played the dad and the brother Dunaway. <laughs> Nobody knows. Hmm. Oh, hi. This all week right. on Film Sack, we head back to the Netflix to where it all started and do that arm wrestle hug thing with our local beefcake Chicago bar- bartender who is pulling us a big old draft of our favorite brew that tastes like Ron Howard action thriller from 1991 and has no problem talking about his daddy brother issues while buck naked <laughs> in a firehouse shower. An activity best left to young, attractive people who have had six or more months to power squad their way to a spectacular two seconds of a soapy butt shot. <laughs> Totally worth it. Look at him. That's my brother's butt double, goddammit. Anywho, you ever find yourself running through a burning warehouse building full of lava hot scaffolding and flammable barrels of fire going off like bottle rockets, and you're thinking, hmm, now would be now would be a good time to resolve some family issues with my brother. Just remember, could be worse. You could have to axe fight your way past a guy whose nickname is literally Axe. Let me ask you a question. How's that working out for you? Dying in the back of an ambulance? Why, I do believe that is the second time you died in this movie, Mustache Man. Mm. Randy, if you go, we all go. No, I don't want to go. Let go, Randy. Randy, let go. Let go. Oh, man. You really got a lot out of that final warehouse bit. There's a lot in there. That was that was insane. That's where the budget went. Yeah, right that's there. where all the big yeah. money that went the for this squats. movie. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Very well done. Let's go over to, to this one. Randy, last time we made him. Sorry, let's do that again. Randy, last time we made him make <laughs> and serve lunch to nothing but a towel. We got more sausage mm. than, than was on the menu. Oh. Jordan. Oh, God. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. 
Welcome to Being Fireman. I'm your teacher, Henry Winkler, and you're going to all graduate from this class. Because thanks to budget cuts, we only have like 15 firemen in the entire city. It will be Mm. fine. This is fine. Mm. We haven't lost anyone on the job in many hours. And so can you, if you follow my three easy rules. Number one, for every 10 firemen assigned to a shift, you're required to have exactly two black guys. No more and no fewer. Mm. Please remember that when it's time for anyone to talk. Because only the white firefighters get to speak. Number Mm. two. Mm. In a city like Chicago or New York or Boston, remember, there are only two types of white guys, Irish Americans and Italian Americans. That's it. Mm. And whether you're a white guy named O'Shawn or a white guy named Mordelli, you are required to be drinking beers at all times, unless you're working. But the instant you're off work, beers for everyone. Number three. And this is important. In a shower room with 10 shower heads all around the walls, mm-hmm. you are required to use the shower head right next to the only other man who's in there. And <laughs> you are required to talk nonstop while showering naked next to him and his dangling mm-hmm. penis. Don't forget mm-hmm. to spit water right next to another <laughs> naked dude like you're mm-hmm. a fountain mm-hmm. statue as a treat. Oh, I see we're, I see we're both scarred by the same scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want... Do you want the guy on the other side of the room where you can't look around and see if he's looking yes, at your butt? Everyone wants that. That uh, is how the reality works. I mean, if your friend, right. if your super good friend, I don't know, they were still too close. They're still too close. I'd, I'd show an extended. Like I said, I, I, haven't, I haven't done. <laughs> I, I haven't done comfortable, uh, casual conversation next to somebody in a shower since I was in high school. The last time I was probably comfortable with my body. Oh, my Lord. It's high school. Wow. I would like to know more about this story, but on a different day. I really do. (laughs) Uh, With us, finally, Brian, I told him not to have sex with single white females on the top of fire engines, Ibit. I see what you did there. Yeah, single white female. Deep cut. Uh, all right. How about a uh, a parody of a cover uh, for this uh, intro? And this probably this it. one will probably surprise absolutely nobody. And why, when I hit the play button, is it not playing as I do the talk up? Let's try closing it and reopening it, shall we? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Indeed? Is it the fact that I played a little bit of it during the? Uh, there we go. All right. Let's see if this time it works. All right. Cover of a parody. Here we go. I'm driving home at night (laughs) It's been a long day at my job I pull up to my house Lock my car with my key fob (laughs) I walk up my front steps And my house keys I require Cause when I turn the knob Fire. <laughs> Middle of the day, carrying blueprints with my hands full. I work in a big church, cause we're doing a remodel. My keys are in my pocket. Of my fancy gray attire Was that a wisp of smoke? No Fire 
You had too many storylines right from the start But it's made by Ron Howard, so it's got a lot of heart The Romantic Beast story where they did it on a truck There's gotta be better places if you need to Hook up (laughs) Good job In front of the prison board At my parole hearing in the palm of my hand Answers right where I want them steering De Niro shows me the doll And it's revealed I'm a liar He asks me what I want Ooh, fire Living thing that fire I like how it makes me feel fire. <laughs> Want to burn the world with fire. <laughs> and what do you want the world to do? Uh, burn. You went all out with the sound ball. effects. I love that. Yeah, I had to. I yeah. don't know. It felt like uh, felt like you needed something uh, in the chorus there. They're and- so. I mean, the movie's so famous for having yeah, these weird sound effects for fire that mm-hmm. I'd never heard before. And yeah. I, I went out of my way to try to capture it. each instance in the thing. And I think you did them all. I think you got all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only got two, but uh, they're the two best ones. They're the two, yeah, the two big ones. So yeah, that song, uh, in doing that, so it's got quite a history, right? The um, Bruce Springsteen wrote it, but didn't uh, recorded it, but it didn't quite feel like a song he was going to include on the um, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town album. Right. So he gave it to this guy named Robert Gordon, or had uh, basically wrote it for him to, uh, to record. He's a rockabilly dude. Um that guy recorded it. And it's at that point that I'm looking at the lyrics thinking, oh, yeah, from a guy's perspective, you know, basically he says, I'm pulling you close. You say no, but I know that you're a liar. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, this this isn't so good when it's oh, sung right from the dude's me. point of view. Yeah. When it's sung yeah. by the Pointer Sisters. Yeah, and the Pointer like, Sisters turned it around. You're pulling me close, right? Right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. I'm a liar, right? I'm telling yeah. you no, but you know I'm a liar. It's like, okay, that's a little bit better. But yeah, you know. People talk about uh, I'm on fire. Oh, how funny. Uh, by Bruce Springsteen being a problematic <laughs> song because of the daddy thing. Nah, no, that's nothing. This yeah. little more problematic. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Those yeah. lyrics are a little rough. Well, yeah. uh, you did a fine job, of course. And we're talking about the film Backdraft. Yes, that's right. 1991 has reared its ugly head and said, Draft. remember Ron Howard and his brother? Well, good. Because here they are again. <laughs> Making a thing. Almost didn't recognize the the brother there for a second. Right. Yeah. Corner. How could brother? you ever not yeah. recognize Clint yeah. Howard? I, I'll He's admit. Like, well, he, he did a good. He looked yeah. different. He did. He looked. I think he had a little bit more weight on him, so he didn't look quite so uh, sick. Yeah. He usually looks <laughs> like a big time gargoyle, and his teeth are usually kind of gnarly. He didn't look like that in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Looked pretty mm, chill. No. Also, uh, I uh, feel like yeah. this movie is way, way past the point of no concern about spoilers. Uh, if you haven't seen oh, yeah. this movie, Backdraft, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. We're, we've already yeah. spoiled it. I think Dunaway yeah. actually Just, spoiled the yeah. ending right at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. It, is, yeah. it is a mystery th- thriller, and boy, does this thing have a twist. I, I, I'm oh. sorry for you if you yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a mystery seen, yeah. thriller, brother, um, romantic relationship, separation, arsonist. It's so that's, that everything. is the complaint, right? Yeah. The yes. complaint <laughs> is that it's got seven different storylines and like yes. some right. of some of the smallest ones are the most interesting. Yeah. 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 I agree. I like the detective part. 
That's my favorite part. I want more. Yeah, Robert, I'd do a whole movie with Robert De Niro going around looking. Congratulations! For... There's something called Backdraft Two. Guess oh, what? Shit. Yeah, but it doesn't have more De Niro. No. There's no way De Niro no. signed up for the sequel. No, no, he, he did he, not. He, but he, he barely but looked anybody? like he signed up for this one. He looked like he was, <laughs> yeah, unsure if he was even supposed to be there. But whatever, it's fine. Even when he's half-assing it, just getting a you know a paycheck, he's still you know he's still Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Has uh, anyone seen the sequel? No, no, no. Okay. I, I so skimmed has, through the first of it just to see what it was about. And essentially it's, it's a continuation of remember the boy, the kid here, mm. and he's just a kid in this one. Oh, he grows up and he becomes a firefighter too. And guess what? Another disassociated father figure. This oh, uncle no. now instead of, yeah. Is, uh, Billy so Baldwin the now juice. is the, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Is he, he in it though? Donald, Donald Billy, Sutherland too. Billy Baldwin's in yep. it though? Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was like one of those crappy. No one's. Everyone's no. in the cast. No. You got uh, Baldwin and Donald Sutherland came back. Surprisingly, Donald Sutherland came back because uh, unsurprisingly to me, I feel oh, really? like between this and the Hunger Games, Donald Sutherland is a scary dude now. I am like, no, my I do not now. want to. Mm. Oh, I, you don't want to mess with him. Like you know, like he just he's always lying. He's a guy who's never yeah, telling right, you the right. truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's only. I went down a bad hole on ages because ninety one <laughs> doesn't ninety one doesn't wait. feel like that far away to me. And finding out that at the time that this was made, um, Kurt Russell is only forty. He just turned forty, so he's just barely out of his thirties. That seems insane to me. Mm. Uh, Sutherland is like fifty two or three or Isn't something. Isn't that funny? Like you look right. at Sutherland and say, "Wow, he in this movie." is younger than i am right now yeah it's really <laughs> yeah. weird and, and then you look at these guys now they're in you know kurt uh, russell's in his 70s and kind of looks it you know but scott at the time glenn, oh scott glenn yeah. he's an ancient he piece it. of wood now he's just a piece yeah, of wood he really is. he's a petrified piece of wood in the desert someplace just he's waiting a for mystery next though. like they they in his wikipedia page they don't say what year he was born they just say he was born january 26th but no yeah. No, like no year. You just have to kind of wait till he dies, cut him open, and count the rings, basically. <laughs> or, or he's like one of those that was uh, the mom lied to the school board, and it's like he's oh, yeah, way sure. younger than you actually would think. <laughs> but uh, how is he yeah. aging? He aged so badly, yeah, so but much. But I Did love it. So I love it. So IMDb says he's nineteen thirty nine. So maybe maybe it's just uh, somebody's got. Maybe he's gotten into Wikipedia and. Taking that out. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe he's 84 now, and he was early 60s when he made this movie. I mean, yeah. he was, according to the stuff, he was 45 when he made it. So he's five years older than Russell, uh, or somewhere oh, in that range. Four or 40s? Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like Scott Glenn yeah. was born looking like a stick. Yeah. I mean, you look at this and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's no way that Scott Glenn during this movie is older than I am now. Mm-hmm. Or is younger than I am now, and he totally was. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so was Donald Sutherland. Yeah, so was Sutherland, all the old people. Walsh, of course. Oh yeah, JT yeah. Walsh. He's still. I mean, when the rundown, oh. not the rundown. The what's the one where He's they dead now? Isn't he? Didn't JT yeah, Walsh he, pass away? Yeah, yeah he had a heart attack at like fifty something. Super young. Yeah. Um, and we just talked about him in that one where he's with Russell again, uh, out in the desert. What's that called, J? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, just did it last year, uh, earlier this year. Side, break down, break side, down. Sideways break wiener down, guy. Yeah. What's it called? Break in. Break, break down. down. Another, break another down. compound word. Yeah, there it is. Uh, there's a lot of mixed stuff here. Uh, we're going to hear, though, what this movie actually is from the voice 
of a listener. Now, I asked for it last week. I said, hey, if one of you listeners wants to send in an intro in lieu of Mr. AI freaking mm, fake Scott Fletcher, right. we'll play it. Mm-hmm. And I also oh, really? I also didn't think very hard about this because in my head I'm thinking, oh, one person will send one. It's like right. 20. So here's the problem. Hmm. Who? How do you choose? Here's how I chose. Random rolled of a D20 dice that was on my desk. is <laughs> <laughs> still way fewer than I thought you were going to get. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. But uh, Plus, apologies for that. You were going to do, you were going to make an AI out of their voice, right? Oh, was oh, yeah. I going to, well, they act, no, I think what uh, we asked for them is they were way. just going to read it is all we were going to okay. do. They were just going to do okay. the intro yeah. and then we might we'll do it. guest fan intro reads. And I'm happy to do it, uh, but just know that moving forward, if you guys want to do these for upcoming films, you'll get rolled on a die for for how I pick you. So it's always a little bit of a luck of the draw. It could okay? be a waste of time. It could very much be a waste of time. <laughs> you could, you could spend all those precious seconds recording something that doesn't get used. Yeah. I mean, you'll. it's all of maybe 20, 30 seconds worth of read, but just know that going in. Uh, so here it is from a famous Muppet. And again, this is based on the roll. I think I rolled a six. And it was the sixth one I got, so... Here it is. Hi, everyone. Kermit the Frog here. I'm here to present for Film Sack, Backdraft. A rookie firefighter tries to an older brother and other firefighters while taking part in an investigation of a string of arsons and murders. This detailed look into the duties and private lives of firemen naturally features widespread pyrotechnics and special effects. Wow. Okay, there you go. Kermit the Frog. A worker, a, a, work, a usable so Kermit the Frog. I wanted it, wow. Yeah. Go ahead, I, des- I desperately wanted it to end with, yay! Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Hands, hands fluttering <laughs> behind him, yeah. Uh, nicely done. And so, again, if people want to do that, you can. We'll, we'll you know. Yeah. But what I may start doing is listening to them all and picking the one that's the best. Not saying that one wasn't, but, you know, that way I can uh, ensure that we get a really good quality one every week. But, you know, yeah. just know there's competition. That's all I'm saying. All right? We live in a world where more of you than one wanted to send one in, and that's just the world we live in now. Uh, directed by Ron Howard, yeah. written by Gregory Wyden, and starring Kurt Russell, William Baldwin, and one Robert D. Nero. As your main your main cast there. Uh, uh, not I, our I, first Gregory Wyden written movie. Oh, tell us more. Who? What else did we do? Oh, he's responsible for the first three Highlanders. We've seen yeah. we've seen Highlander, Highlander two, and Highlander three, uh, all credited to Gregory Wyden. And he also uh, is responsible for the Prophecy two, which we saw. Oh, okay. That's right. Now that you say that, I remember um, TV's Travis pointing that out to us about the. Uh, the, the Highlander connection, as as he would do. That's what his job is in this world. That's what his job is, exactly. Is to let people know about that. Well, I remember seeing this back in the day, uh, I think on video. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, so, and Kim remembers this. She remembers watching it, which is funny because she's the one that usually forgets. But I forgot almost everything in this movie, almost all of it. My only memory was fire creeping up on the ceiling and floor or sucking <laughs> sucking up through a door like it's breathing in and the weird sound effects. And I remember uh, Kurt Russell, and that's it. I remember oh, nothing else. I remember, the, uh, I, was new I remember the the awesome scene of them pulling out of the firehouse uh, with them getting dressed on top of it. I remember that that was really cool. I thought that was such a <laughs> nice. I mean, serious. That was such a cool shot. Yeah, this was uh, this was during our heyday of going out to the movies every Friday night and seeing whatever was brand new. And so we. We absolutely saw this in theaters, and uh, I'd forgotten. The only thing I'd forgotten between then and now was the 
the actual who done it. So I was kind oh, of yeah, halfway yeah. through the movie thinking, oh, oh my God, yeah. it is Kurt Russell doing it. Oh, he's so jaded. What a shitty brother he is. And yeah, I great. fell for all of that again. All of it. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of got me. In fact, I think that's why I enjoyed the, the watch because I didn't expect mm-hmm. anything. Had I been more familiar with the plot, I would have been not disappointed, but I would have been like, all right, well, here's the formula. They they adhere to the formula. But I, I guess what really blew me away is the the fire effects in this thing, which are all practical. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. incredible. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. How, did, how, did, how, did, how did we not yeah. get 15 crew people dead making this So film? I, I uh, watched uh, an interview with Ron Howard about this, and he was talking about um, that he, like they were planning for the longest time on using CGI. And basically it was like six weeks until there was the, the, the do or die moment. There were six weeks before shooting. And they said, all right, here's what the CGI fire looks like. And Ron Howard looked at it and said, yeah, this is <laughs> nope. not going to work. And so he, he had this guy who was going to do some practical effects and said, what can you do? And the guy said, I'll take it all on. And he went to what's called the fire lab and came up with all of these incredible effects. The, probably the, the most amazing of which is that that fire moving across a ceiling looking like yeah. looking like a textured carpet kind of thing. Yeah, kind of rolling towards you like a like a yeah. wave. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's really something. The movie had me very uncomfortable during parts and 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 I say this I say this with a little bit of disappointment because that stuff so overshadows the dialogue and the acting mm. and the other stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. very serviceable. And it's mm-hmm. it's a good little raw raw '90s action kind of thing we were sort of used to back then. Hans Zimmer yeah, delivers yeah. an almost exact duplicate of what he would do for The Rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that. Dun, 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 dun. I have some later. I'll play it and it'll be just like, what? oh, really? It's like, comparison. holy shit! They, he he really did just kind of use the same same soundtrack, yeah, yeah. and it's fine. I loved it though. It's that era. Yeah. It's Bruckheimery. It's all the things we liked about these '90s movies. And I like, I like, you know, the whole firefighter angle. And these are heroes, and they're out there doing their mm-hmm. thing. It's all good. But it did, if anything, aged poorly for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's the story is a little formulaic, yeah, and not super well delivered. But then when any time a fire hits, it was like, holy shit, let's go. Yeah, and I and I'd give a lot more credit personally to the acting because I think. Um, Kurt Russell, especially in those scenes where he has to uh, look like he's in pain or or restrained, he's really good at the slow motion cheek waggle, like uh, the yeah. Oh my god, that was so cool when he's like mad. When he's yeah, when he's mad and he's being held back, I think that's incredible. And and definitely De Niro and and, uh, but I think the standout for me is Sutherland. Just his ability in those those three scenes where he's talking to De Niro about the you know out in the hallway. And oh, you haven't told him who his dad was coming to see, and that little that joy on his face, um, and then his yeah. his in front of the parole board, incredible, and then even his uh, his later thing with um, uh, Baldwin, where he's like, uh, yeah, look for the person who's around fire, who knows how, look how for the helpers, lives. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look for the helpers, look for the fire helpers, yeah, but yeah, he he for me is the standout, and I think that's why I was surprised that he came back for the sequel because I figured it'd be like, Oh yeah, no, I put everything I had into, into the original movie. I don't have, I don't want to put any, I don't want to do anything for a sequel that could dilute the, right. The power that I put into that performance. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, it's a Hannibal Lecter role, right? 
It where absolutely right, is. You're yeah. the, you're the yeah. arson who knows how the criminal mind works, blah, blah, blah. So you yep. poke that guy to get the info and this proceeds. Use a thief to catch a thief thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah and this proceeds that movie by Oof. a year or something. So I don't know, kind of ahead of its time well, a little I, bit. And I feel like it's, I feel like it's the biggest fault of the movie. The bit, my pro, the way it hasn't aged well for me is mm. the, is the twist in the, on the story. Mm. Uh, when oh, really? I saw it in the nineties and it has been like 30 years since I saw it. And for some reason I confused it with uh, parts of it with contact. I can't explain that. <laughs> I, I will admit that I think Zemeckis and, and Howard are kind of similar directors, mm. but mm. anyway, um, I just watching this movie this time, I was like, wow, Billy Baldwin's a really good actor. Like he's got a, he's got an almost impossible role because he, he gets set up at the very beginning as someone who has massive trauma, PTSD and he, and he's been Mm -hmm. like, not really working through it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. But like the problem here is the bad guy turns out to be someone that you're supposed to think of as a good guy. There's a bunch of misdirection and that, that bad guy is a firefighter and a veteran right. firefighter. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and the I'm one like, that oh. was saved by the hero's dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot I of that, a lot of that I comes from, Oh, go ahead. I just would have, I would have, I think I would have appreciated the film more if uh, JT Walsh's character was also the arsonist. It had hired an mm-hmm. arsonist, you know, and we were kind right, of shown right. that person and it wasn't, best friend firefighter killing his friends uncle, right like it's like uncle no, this is too uncle x yeah it was too much <laughs> yeah it was too much of a twist is that possible it's too uh, much of a sure twist? i think yeah. there was yeah. a lot of yeah. twisty twists like it was supposed it was it felt obvious it was the brother and i even bought into it and then later it was like oh no it's not the brother it's freaking axe and why is it axe and what's that confrontation going to be and you know there's some fun to be had there but it is a little bit of like I don't know. It's it's like cheap magic. Early on, it's like, oh, yeah, it seems yeah. like Axe is really the one to carry. He's the it's old one. It's almost blood. like, yeah. I'm your father, whatever, Darth Vader. Jeez. Yeah. A little bit of they that. Have to convolute this. She's a, well, actually, it didn't bother me when we found out that, but spoiler, didn't bother me when that when I found out that uh, Darth Vader was his dad. That was actually kind of cool. But then when they was like, oh, and also, Leg is your sister. And I was oh, like, oh, come sure. on. Back up a and, little and, bit, uh, brother. <laughs> exactly. And so and so is your uncle. And so and so right, is your right. third cousin. And uh, Uncle Ben was always I, there. He was <laughs> Yeah, but if you so I think Randy, you've got you've got a point. I I actually disagree. I think I feel like almost anybody could have been in the Billy Baldwin role. Like you could have thrown Rob Lowe in there, you could have thrown Emilio Estevez, you could have thrown um almost anyone from that that era into I, that i, I would have liked keanu reeves in this role would have been good you think? i yeah. think i think billy proved himself though i was glad to see him prove himself somewhere you're right he could have thrown somebody else in there but he was you know he had to prove himself and i thought he did well he did all okay. right i don't know he yeah. he's not a he's not the actor his brothers even his idiot brother uh steven <laughs> steven baldwin he's oh, even i don't bit, know i'd still steven's still, uh, steven's hilarious though i'd still steven. go see a movie with billy over a movie with steven uh unless i mean biodome is is fantastic well, i always i always think of, of usual voices. suspects yeah it's always a yeah usual things. suspects though it feels like like steven baldwin accidentally got that role yeah like they like they said all right hey we've got uh we've got alec baldwin for usual suspects oh Wait, did I put Steven on the uh, the 
the request for an audition. Damn it! All right, well let's I let guess him we'll do just it. have to live with it. It's fine because it's because it's not Encino Man. It's not uh, Biodome. Not 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 Encino Man. Well, he had well, something else around that time. Yeah, was I like, can't remember. But uh, he didn't uh, have a. He his moment was much shorter than Billy or. Uh, Phallic, for sure. obviously but uh for sure yeah the it's interesting though one of the things the trivia pops out early is that kurt russell kevin's uh kevin casey scott glenn and william baldwin did a lot of their own stunts and uh mm-hmm. and i wondered why this was the case because inside the credits i had noticed before i read this that in the stunt uh section uh stunt credits they're all listed as stunt actors as well as oh actors wow. and i thought well that's unusual isn't it or maybe they There's always do this dipping. Anyway, I guess the stunt co- coordinator, a guy named Walter Scott, was so impressed by their performances, he listed them as stunt performers in the credits. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah. These are, I mean, this was our, these were our top men back then, you know? That's right. Yeah, it's, it's like getting to put an extra thing on your LinkedIn profile. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, now I can call myself a, uh, you know, a consultant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, Jackie Chan. Yeah, right. Jackie Chan doing all his own stuff. That's true. Um, but it was a, it, it worked like all these things we've talked about, deciding not to go CG with the fire, uh, you know, all these things added up to being in, in as, as of this year, the most successful firefighter movie ever in the history of film. I don't know how many there are to compare it to. I, was though. To say, I couldn't even, I saw that stat and I was like, I can't even come up with what would be second place. Like what is, <laughs> what's another, Does anyone know what's one? another popular uh, firefighter movie? I can't think oh, of one. Uh, ladder 49. Yeah, there you go. Ladder 49 uh, with Travolta. I forgot about yes. Ladder 49. Yeah, okay. Right. See, what's not been great, huh? Mm. I didn't see it. Yeah, must not have been great. Was that good? Was that after this? Uh, or in, yes. before? Was it? Okay. Yeah. Yes, 2004, starring starring uh, Real World Australia. No, Real World, where was she? Jacinda Barrett. Uh, I'm trying to remember which Real World she was on. It was one of those first, within the first 10, the Australian oh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, woman. Not anyway, the, not the Robert, road, road World. Road rules, not though. Road Rules. No, she was definitely Real World. Okay. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, John Travolta, Robert Patrick, and uh, Jacinda like, Barrett. Mm. I feel like uh, the Towering Inferno needs to be in the discussion because, oh. like, like we when we sacked it, there's a lot of firefighter firefighter stuff. Yeah, but there's firefighters in the way that a heist movie you can't call a heist movie a cop drama. You know, I think right. Towering Inferno is a <laughs> is a you know a disaster movie. Uh, just happens to have firefighters because the disaster is a fire. Yeah, they don't focus on the firefighters. Whereas, like, if you're talking about one that focuses entirely on firefighters, I honestly, without you guys mentioning the John Travolta one, I can't think of anything. Like, yeah, it seems like. What a, about that? Uh, what about that? That uh, what? And I mean, there's TV stuff, Kirk Cameron, right? So, yeah, was it Chicago Kirk Cameron fire. some kind of Kirk Cameron? Was it Kirk Cameron some kind of oh. weird? What about the one that was a couple years ago? Um, There was one a few years ago with, uh, but it was in the forest. Fireproof. Fireproof. Oh yeah, with uh, with Angelina, Angelina Jolie or something. Oh no, you're thinking about something else. I'm thinking about something else. I'm talking about those who were talking about fireproof. uh, Oh okay. Okay, yeah, that's your check of it. Yeah, fireproof is that 2008 romance drama with uh, Kirk Cameron and. All that stuff. Oh <laughs> really? Lord. Was that before we didn't yeah. like Kirk Cameron? That was right. That was on the cusp. That was on the cusp of people 
turning uh, uh, away I, from Kirk Cameron. I remember you, the, I remember the turning point, though, and it was Kirk Cameron's uh, strong beliefs about the 2000 election. That's when Kirk Cameron revealed himself. The mask okay. came off 2000. I don't remember okay. uh, why. I think a I lot of people still love Kirk Cameron. No, they, but, well, yeah. I'm sure some do, but I never did. So it yeah. doesn't bother me where he goes or what he does. Yeah. Cause I was never much yeah, of a like, like who, well, not who's the boss. What was his name of his show? Uh, growing Charles pains. in charge or uh, growing pains. Yeah, growing pains. I almost wow. did Charles in charge. Yeah. Everybody name some eighties shows. Exactly. <laughs> Small wonder. <laughs> yeah. Small wonder. That's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I don't, have- I think I was out once he started doing the, was it left behind series? That thing yeah. is so nail easy. I can't, I can't watch any of that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Fireproof was okay. Is a was it? Uh, it was independently done join, I think, or something. Yeah, it did pretty by the way, the I got to give kudos to Scott. By the way, when we talked about um, those who wish me dead, the uh, the Angelina Jolie thing that I think went straight to uh, video because it was during the pandemic. Yeah, that thing feels came like out. one of those. Right. Yeah, um, for not calling it a uh, Nicholas Holt film. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot he was in there. by that. I probably would have had I seen it, so I never saw it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's excellent. Is it's it good? very, very good. Yeah, John Bernthal, Jake Weber, Aiden Gillen, it's Little Finger. I just remember him. I remember him, Barenthal, and uh, Holt walking through the forest trying to kill somebody yeah, or something. Your, they're your bad guys. Yeah, that seemed cool. <laughs> um, notice the is restraint. Pa, is Paw Patrol a uh, firefighter? Always. Uh, Always and forever. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. Have yes, you noticed? It have it you noticed? Came my, out, right? Was it a movie? You did. Paw Patrol movie. Yeah. Have you noticed? I've shown yeah. such great restraint so far in today's episode. This being the week that the Furiosa trailer debuted, and I haven't said a thing. Did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. you horned it in. Yeah, I was going to say because we haven't. Except, we haven't except done anything that could give you away. Well, you brought up you brought up the whole thing, and I thought, well, let's let's oh, let's gotcha. talk about how I have avoided. This I mean, I, I brought up Charlize Theron earlier too. Yeah, it's uh, coming up on tomorrow's TMS. I can promise you that. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I've only watched might, it. Like might, 30 I might times. tap out during yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it 30 times. There is a scene. There is a scene where uh, in this trailer. We're not even going to get through this one, are we? Hold on. <laughs> Where, okay, tell us, tell us, tell us. Where, where, uh, uh, what's his beak? Uh, Chris Hemsworth with his fake nose slips off. The, by the way, yeah, his yeah. character is called Dementus. I've been doing some digging. Oh, um, okay. He goes sliding off the back of this truck that looks like it's leaving the bullet farm and it's covered in bullets. Yeah. And well, there's like tons a of waterfall of bullets. I feel like I've bullets. watched this thing enough to name every bullet. That's how much I've seen this trailer already. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, back to this, though. Let's do that. Before we get too far uh, yeah. away from the beginning, I just want to complain. Sorry. Do it. Oh, sure. But uh, one, there's one of one of two ways they should have gone, and they went the third wrong way. Uh, number one, have just have someone else play the dad who dies. Like number that right, it right, really right. would have worked, I, and it doesn't really matter who it is. Uh, just have someone else play the dad who dies. What what they what they did was they had Kurt Russell not only play the dad who dies, but your second option would have been to continue to obscure him throughout the first scene uh right. where they started out you didn't see his face you saw the kids act uh, mm-hmm. acting mm-hmm. off each other and the kid gets in the truck and you didn't see his face and that could have worked if they'd really stuck with it because like the kid ends up seeing his dad die and you could have ha- also had that layer of the kid doesn't even really remember clearly mm-hmm. what his dad mm-hmm. looked like right right however yeah. They decided to just have Kurt Russell in the worst disguise ever, which yeah. is just a tiny bit of facial hair yeah. <laughs> as, yes. as his own dad. And 
So what happens is, and I'm surprised IMDb doesn't credit him for playing two roles in this movie. I know I couldn't oh, find it. Great. It drove me crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. he still he's, he still plays daddy no matter what, whether he's brother daddy or daddy daddy. <laughs> right, exactly, brother exactly. daddy. No, and I get Uncle that, baby Billy. Uh, I get that there's, yeah. a, there's a, a real artistic flair to having him in both roles. Like uh, there really right. is. Like they never do flashbacks the entire rest of the movie. There's not a single flashback, which surprised me yeah. because that's how that's somehow times how you build drama. Right. Anyway, Kurt Russell, when he appears as the older brother now grown up, I spent 10 minutes telling my brain that is not the dad. The dad died. Stop it. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I it ended up making me mad at the movie for doing that to me. You know, like I just could yeah. not get over that. I didn't thing. like it either. I, it bugged me. Yeah, I didn't like it either. And, and part of the reason I didn't like it is because that's the one thing I wasn't sure I remembered is like, wait a minute. Oh, Kurt Russell's the dad. Wait a minute. Who plays the brothers then? Yeah. And, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, he plays both the dad and the brothers. Yeah. I didn't it's like just kind of an, it's just kind of a, I'm sure it was a choice they thought made sense also they said here's my biggest complaint is that i have a time time consistency problem because if this was set okay. in modern time 1991 which i assume it was it was all sure. you know right looked like right. it was yeah. all that 20 years later this 20 no i'm what i'm saying is 20 years prior that's what they said 71 then yeah because it started that, at and that's my whole point that, that's my whole point right. it didn't look anything like 71 anywhere they went except oh, i guess i, I, I thought it, the it cars, was so romanticized as they were driving down the road, like looking yeah. at the cars parked on the side, were and definitely the, like and the hippies, the hippies. I mean, it was it was like yeah. ultra, it was ultra seventy. Really? Because I didn't great. feel yeah. that at all. I watched it going, "Is this just the next week?" Because that's all this looks like. It didn't look <laughs> oh, like everything about it. Everything they got the old fire trucks in in every yeah, yeah. shot they could. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I've got that, the wrong I mean, eyes for this thing because that none of that looked real to me, or none of that looked legitimate. It just looked cheap, and like they went, "Well, it, they'll it so, looked, they'll soon. It looked you know, time passes. It looked overworked like uh like Forrest Gump does to me now. It looked a little overworked. I'm like, not everybody <laughs> was wearing, you know, colorful shirts. Not everybody was doing, you know, this or that. Mm -hmm. and, but I, I want to say that. one more thing about Kurt Russell as his own dad. Sure. Um Kurt Russell <laughs> is a legendary ham actor. He is the mm. you know, he is the guy that you can count on to over emote. And that's right. why that's why we all I think why we all love Tombstone so much because Cosmatos convinced Kurt Russell to be stoic the entire movie, yeah. and it's you're right. watching it like wow what a performance but actually no it's just every other performance he really goes for it's, it like it's the, the only reason mm -hmm. I like Tango and Cash yeah yeah mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. you know yeah or, or uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China like he's just yeah. he's outrageous he he and and he overacts in a way that is very um, endearing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, right. so like this movie, um, it's great. It's fine. He's going to be like, I, I didn't get the character at first because I was like, this is supposed to be the stoic older brother. He's supposed to be, you know, like Wyatt Earp and it's no, 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 no. This movie, he is also very traumatized by his father's death. It's just in a different way. And so Kurt mm -hmm. Russell goes nuts and it's awesome. However, again, having him also play the dad, it, it, it didn't it made me mad. Like I'm, I'm like, because mm -hmm. you, how do you discern between these two characters? Right. Mm -hmm. He just mm -hmm. like, he is the dad and he is the, mm -hmm. the yeah, he's the, he's the right. Yes. And I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You could have done anybody, honestly, just make a different mm -hmm. guy, a dad. That's it. Didn't have to be, we would have gotten the point, yeah. you know, there's for sure. There was yeah. nothing about not this where we were like the audience is supposed to later go. 
Oh, right. Genetically, they would look alike. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. The yeah. dad is their alike. Dad. Like, yes. On. Not twinsies. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's weird. Gotten, they could have gotten uh, uh, one of uh, Baldwin's brothers and aged him up a little bit. And sure. that could yeah. have worked. Oh, that sure. would have been good. Yeah. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. See, I would have been fine with it, that. Uh, you would have went the other direction. Who's the, who's the Baldwin that was on the cop drama? Not, uh, not Alec, not Billy, not Stephen. Richard Baldwin? No. Name another. Uh, name another Baldwin. Quick. Yeah, name another Baldwin. Any other, any, any other Baldwin. It's like All Family Feud. All the Baldwins. <laughs> Let's find it. Um, uh, who was? Uh, oh, <laughs> do whenever search Daniel for Baldwin. All. Maybe it was Daniel. Baldwin. Oh, it might be Daniel. Yeah, Alec, Daniel, yeah. Billy, and Stephen are the brothers. Okay. Um, and Daniel Baldwin is the one who looks like that English. Yeah, he was on Homicide. 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 <laughs> it's Hol- the one that took homicide. place at home. You know, Homicide. <laughs> homicide. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to find a picture. Second oldest uh, Baldwin. Yeah, there you go. Married four times. Wow. Look at that shit. Daniel Daniel Baldwin's ca- uh, like list of credits is like a list that someone made up. It's like every single thing. <laughs> you're like, is it is it real or did we just make it up? Yeah. Do you think those? Okay, I ask this every time we do a you know a bunch of brothers all work in Hollywood or sisters sure. or whatever. Think they hang out or go to Thanksgiving or do anything? Or do you think I'll they, they I think so? I'll bet they do. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, they're still humans. They're humans, uh, man. I mean, I yeah. hope so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're in Hollywood. They got money. Everybody was mad at Alec one, at one point. I don't know if that's still true. I mean, in the family, I don't mean the yeah. shooting thing. It's all yeah. separate. I mean, that happens in anybody. You don't have to be rich to do that. I have people mad at me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the question. <laughs> do they do they invite Stephen? I mean, and do they do they rip on him when he uh, leaves the? <laughs> Right, right. The room, go get more uh, pumpkin pie. I mean, they have to. Stephen's the youngest, right? I think. I think so. Um, yeah. They probably see him as just annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Like family dynamics are interesting like, to right. me. Add tons of money and fame yeah. to it. You got a weird. It's a weird pie. And I don't yeah. think just like do they get together is the question because like I haven't been in the same room as both my brother and my sister since my dad died 14 years ago. So that's mm-hmm. just not like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I don't consider there to be anything really broken there. It's just the facts of life. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the the question, I know, Tootie. the question is <laughs> what's going on in that family group text. I would like to know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The group no, text there. Now that probably is more interaction than anything else. Right. Hey, mm-hmm. saw you in that film. Or what no, if it's not, what if it's like, what if it's like Billy Baldwin isn't even in the family group text and they're like, yeah, right. That guy. Oh, I forgot that Billy Baldwin's married to uh, one of the Phillips of Wilson Phillips. Still, still married. Still married to no. China Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. He looks like the most damn earth. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin looks like a guy you could just chill with and talk about. No, not Daniel. Billy Baldwin. Oh, Billy. You talking about Billy? Oh, Baldwin. yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Daniel Baldwin's been married four times and has a partner. Oh, okay. Oh, he dated Jennifer Gray for a while. Ooh, hubba, hubba. Oh, oh. pre nose oh. or post? Yeah, uh, you gotta know. Pre, uh, pre different human being. <laughs> Remember when she looked totally different, and now she's a very different looking person. Yeah, yeah. pre that. Yeah. So back when amazing she, when back a nose she looked like do. baby. It's weird. Yeah, no, it is weird. Uh, this is a, this is a fun little twist of fate. Speaking of that, so the casting in this movie in an interesting twist of fate says the IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt lost out on this role as Brian McCaffrey. By the way, love a movie where they yell Brian a lot. It's always fun oh, for the gosh. show. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That was uh, awesome. So he lost out that role to this to Billy to William Baldwin, who then had to be released from his contract to play the small part of JD in Thelma and Louise. Which was recast oh. with Pitt, so they switch sides basically. They oh, places. really? Oh, funny! Wow. And I think I won't call but, it a mistake, but 
that was a big deal for Pitt. That was a huge stepping stone in his career. Yeah, would would it have been such a big deal for Baldwin? Probably not as big as it was revelation wise as it was for Brad Pitt. Yes, I think that's probably like, true. It worked out. I think really it worked out the best way it could have worked out because I think Brad Pitt in this role would have done great. Would have done fine. It would have been a breakthrough role, and we'd still have. Brad Pitt would still be the 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 mega star that he is today, yeah. but Baldwin making his first appearance in uh, Thelma and Louise would be like, eh, all right, that was a dude. Yeah, and I and I'm <laughs> convinced that um, the only actor that I can pick I can picture it if I close my eyes is Keanu Reeves in this role. If there's somebody else who's going to step wow. in at yeah. that yeah, time, Keanu's- so we're talking like Johnny Utah era age and everything. Right. He'd look uh, like one of the other. Yeah. People that was in the running apparently was Robert Downey Jr. and I can totally picture that too. Yeah, I could see. Oh that. yeah, totally. He was drugging it, it pretty was hard then, though. That was a hard. It was time. Yeah, yeah, it was during dark times for Iron I guess Man. I, yeah. I felt like it was such a difficult role, and that that Billy Baldwin rose to the occasion, and that's just like that's impressive to me because mm-hmm. it's it's just mm-hmm. wow. How do you get all of this across and not come across, not be someone we hate? Right. Like mm-hmm. it was very, it was right. always teetering on the edge of, we're not going to like this guy because, you know, he's a screw up and so on. Um, which reminds me, Scott, can I have a trope alert? Of course. You can always have one. Here's one here. Whoops. There it is. <laughs> Two fresh faced young guys just graduated from the academy. The friend who gets second billing in the uh, cast <laughs> list, Tim, he gonna die. Yeah. He is yeah. gonna you knew die. It. Well, in intensive care. He, he he's uh, not uh, not. Oh yeah, he didn't death, die. Right? That's right. He didn't yeah. die. It's just it's he just it. this but, again. Like, like you said, oh, this movie had seven threads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we saw him. <laughs> we we the, you all. I'm Randy. I think to your point, when we saw him show yeah. up at all, we immediately. Yes. I, I assume we all went. Oh yeah, he's 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 screwed. He's not going to make it very long. Which is for sure. Yeah. Which is. One of those things that we were talking about is too many threads of intrigue in this movie. Like I could have stood with just uh, building all the characterization around Billy Baldwin trying to, you know, trying to deal with his friend being a quite a better firefighter and the ex-girlfriend comes around and so on. Like that was a whole interesting plot. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. didn't really also need the Donald Sutherland plot or over here. We have the Kurt Russell and his uh, soon to be ex-wife plot. That's that's the one I'd give up. Keep, keep the Sutherland plot. I think that's important. I think you get rid of the, you you don't need to make him also like, Oh, he's reckless and he's taking too many chances of firefighter. Oh, and he's also going through a separation right now, which is kind of related, but sort of Mm. like you could get rid of those. Keep the crooked, uh, Swayzak, uh, politician. They, I do. I do hope in our, in our redoing, they keep him living on a boat. Cause I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was Jack. selling his dad's yeah. boat. Right. Oh, Captain it was big Jack time. Was Captain great. Jack. Yeah. Do we have, uh, I know we do this all the time and I don't know if we've done it with Kurt Russell before, but have we ever, have we ever set our favorite roles for him before? Captain Ron. Oh, wait a minute. Captain Ron. Oh, Captain Ron. I'm sorry. Captain Jack is a uh, Depp. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Captain Ron. I my favorite uh, is one from it's a more serious role. I think him in Miracle is really amazing. It plays the coach mm. of the U.S. team against the Russians coach. in that hockey game or hockey movie. It's a fantastic movie, still holds up. Um, but I like him in that. Anybody else have it like a favorite? I watched Me The Thing too. again uh, over Halloween, and The Thing is real uh, good. The but. Thing. I mean, Hateful Eight. He's great so in that. Um, it, I need it to really I need to look me. through to remind myself. 
it kills me that IMDb has a known for section on every page and it's, you know, the four right. things that I guess somebody's decided and Kurt Russell's doesn't include Tombstone because it's just such a Oh yeah, how do you oh. not put Tombstone yeah. in there? That's no stupid. brainer. In fact you just changed my I am answer. Into, I haven't Go ahead. I, I can't say what my favorite is because maybe he's really good in Monarch Legacy of Monsters as this come out. It's supposed to be, it's yeah. Bad. It's a new TV it. show, not a movie though. A new TV show. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. It's a new TV show. Oh, sorry. You, you only it's not, not perform it. You're I'm just, no, I'm just saying like favorite movies. Just favorite movies is all. But, it, but okay. so I, can't say, okay. I can't say when he was the uh, the Tarzan kid and uh, uh, on Gilligan's Island. Okay, I got to rule that one yeah, out. I got to rule that one out. Last that doesn't count. Uh, but you can you can do the tennis shoes has memories or whatever the name of that movie oh, the was. The computer yeah, 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 work yeah, yeah, tennis yeah. shoes. Yeah, I forgot about That's that. Right. It's not the oh, tennis shoes. Oh, executive decision. God, he was so good in that. Uh, and and uh, Tango and Cash and yeah. you know, the, the thing. I like Soldier. Yeah. Pretty much Tequila. anything he's in is my favorite. As soon as I God, see him, I'm like, oh, he's... favorite. Yeah. I get excited when I hear Kurt Russell's in a thing. I just do. Yeah, me too. He's yeah, great. I love him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy too. Ego, right? Yeah. The, he really, the living he's really planet. Been, he's been growing on me as Santa Claus. And uh, oh, yeah. this year, if you're listening to this in the distant future, this is the year. When the television has been inundated with a an advertisement where John Travolta is Santa Claus, oh, yeah. and he looks yeah. terrible. <laughs> like he's the worst fit for Santa Claus. Yeah, that he's doing that. Been. He's doing that song while he's walking. Down yeah, the staying thing. alive. And it wasn't like it was the second viewing. Like, oh duh, because it's freaking John Travolta. I didn't recognize him as first at first. <laughs> he doesn't look the I same. He looks so no, weird he now. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Really weird looking now. If only they had gotten the the guy from the most interesting man in the world commercials to play it, oh, yeah. that it would have been awesome. Is, I think but, he's dead man. Though, that guy. No. I no, don't say that. He's the most interesting dead person alive. Look no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not actually sure about that. I don't even know how you find it, but. Jonathan Gold. You find uh, out information. Jonathan internet. Goldsmith is still uh, still alive and kicking. He's is he fine. still the most interesting man alive, though? I think so. Okay. We, he, I, Jonathan he was Goldsmith. for about five minutes when you made everybody run to Google to Twitter. If, I mean, to Google <laughs> if he was dead or not. Check his death, yeah. Hopefully we didn't discourse yeah. him. I don't know. That's usually a TMS thing, but... There's we'll, some interesting we'll trivia by Kurt Russell. Uh, one of his first roles was in um, it happened at, it happened at the World's Fair, 1963, an Elvis Presley movie, and then later he played Elvis in a uh, TV movie called Elvis hmm. in '79, uh, and then was the uncredited voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. Wow, he's just yeah. gonna be. He was always meant to be that role. And then in 3,000 Miles to Graceland, he played not Elvis. No. Oh, yes, he played an nah. Elvis lookalike. <laughs> Holy Elvis shit, I love that movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We got to yeah. do that one. Can we do Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner? Yeah, sure. dude. Can we do that here? Can we put that one in the list? Let's get that in there. Let's make that happen, Randy. Put that in that yeah. list. Put that in there. All right. You got uh, it. Here's a fun one, a fun trivia. 200 children auditioned to be carried by Kurt Russell. But what I love about mm-hmm. this IMDb <laughs> note is that it said, here's the exact way it's worded. More than 200 children auditioned to be carried out by a, or, I'm sorry, to be carried out of a fire by firefighter Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> so he carried, you're saying he carried 200. Is that what you're saying? Well, Did they all tried out. I, I doubt it. I probably assume they had right. proxies for that, but how you, how you chose yeah. the kid you chose and he did nothing. I mean, he just, right. It's not like he yeah. said, yeah, that's the kid I want to carry out of a fire. <laughs> We found our guy. Oh, kid's like a I want to carry that kid right there. 
<laughs> it's a very weird thing to find out, but 200 yeah. kids audition. My gosh. And it, it, it is the money shot in the movie, right? Like the thing that you're yeah. going to remember and you're going to see again later in life, yes, right? Right. What's right. crazy, though, is a massive, this was considered a massive blockbuster in 91. It made entirely in the worldwide release of this movie, grossed 152.3 million. That sounds like nothing now. And it's not just inflation. Right. Like that's just that's just not that big a deal. Like were we still trying to figure out what a blockbuster was and you know, this isn't this is not even close to like avatar money or um a few years later you get Titanic money, uh, you know. Like I don't know I don't know why this was considered so much money, but 150 we'd be complaining right now about oh Marvel's got another dud on their hands at 152 million or whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know why that number seems so weird to me, but at the time, this was considered like massive, successful, and well, pro- as we know. discussed earlier, also there must be something working against a fireman movie. There must be something that like audiences are like, oh, okay, that's that's a thing, but it's not like a must see thing. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Like I, um, I'm trying to think what this would be like. The re- I think the reason that the TV shows like network television is the domain for cop shows and uh firefighters and emergency services and that sort mm-hmm. of yeah those sort of dramas i think it's rightfully there because i think making it interesting for two hours means you have to go extra lengths to make it more sensational than it is and this movie does that pretty well yeah but but i think it's hard and there's and there's a reason why yeah. it ends up being chicago fire and freaking you know er and a million other shows well the fire yeah. The fire. Uh, I read some, you know, takes some hot takes about how uh, <laughs> real firemen felt about uh, this movie, and you, pretty much the consensus is, yeah, that's great and all, but that's not how fire looks like. That's not how it works. We, it's all in a smoky building. You can't see nothing. It's nothing like this, mm. right? Yeah. So, yeah you're talking about the the trope of artistic license, which is uh, yeah. very big for this movie. If you go to TV tropes and look up this movie, there's an artistic license section. And <laughs> uh, a lot of in a lot of these firefights too, where I, I'm like, okay, you obviously have never seen a real uh, somebody put a real fire the, the, unless they think someone's actually in the building. These people are like head just running headlong into the fires and and like punching the fire in the face. And I'm like, now they usually you know they make a plan. And they 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 act with expediency, but they make a plan. And most of the time, they're not in the building unless they have to be. These people were yeah. always in the building. It's like, let's get in this building, yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's fight the fire from they the building. They were into it. They were super inside into inside the building, and yeah. it makes for a better movie. And not that the TV shows don't take a bunch of license as well. It's just that I don't know. Right. There's something about uh, episodic television that serves emergency services television mm. better. And mm-hmm. I, so in, so in that regard, I say hats off to Ron Howard for pulling it off. Like yeah. you actually did it. You made yeah. a really entertaining two something hour thing with a bunch of actors I really like. And, uh, you've kept, you know, you decided to go practical, which by the way, I know you already mentioned in the inter- you know, what he said in the interview about it, but absolutely the right choice. Had you tried oh, to do for sure. 1991 uh, CG before, like we're not sure. even Jurassic, we're not even ah, Jurassic Park yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You want lawnmower look, man looking shit? You You're know? right, exactly. I can't imagine. I'm trying to think of what fire CGI would have looked like in in '91, and just it oh had to be God. horrendous. We yeah. have some examples right. somewhere. I don't know what. I'm sure we've. I'm even sure seen we it. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've even like watched it here on the show. But I'm yeah. glad they did. This didn't. movie very much reminds me of what Twister would become in '96. Um, kind oh, of like interesting. That, sure. You know, we we 
Yeah, we give like uh, we give the fire, make it a living and breathing animal. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah, I think that's fun to play with. Like the mm-hmm. the idea that the I don't know this De Niro with his burnt back and his 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 respect, but also his like uh, relationship with fire. It's almost as creepy as Sutherland's, except Sutherland wants to kill people. But De Niro yeah. wants to save people, but he's got the another, same weird another backstory. You're another backstory. Yeah. You're definitely like literally a backstory. It's about his back, yeah. and <laughs> you're just like you're going. Oh yeah, I want to know. He was obviously with somebody who was a little bit too maverick, you know. And so it happened. But yeah. my, my favorite. Thing. How great would that have been? Is like a, the sequel, right? A prequel with De Niro yeah. and yeah. Sutherland and that whole backstory. I'd be yes. that. No, yeah. no pun intended. Turn, turns out he started the fire that killed his daddy. Yeah. Especially yeah, since the character uh, Donald Rimgale is based on a true life person named Donald Rimgale, who was mm. present for the filming <laughs> of the movie. They gave him a little oh, bit role. Really? Gave him a walk on role. Uh, oh, isn't that nice? See the real Donald Trump. <laughs> Keep an eye on him the whole the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. uh, we're going to be watching you the entire time you're walking around the set. No, not uh, that. You guys have mixed up. He's talking about the De Niro character. Uh, guy's yeah. oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking the arsonist me too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go. they're not going to let an ar- a convicted arsonist walk around the set. And let- I was curious. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> and it's it's such an interesting it's such an interesting role because a fire inspector is half fireman half cop right yeah, he's sure. got right. he's got a, a really broad uh, set of uh, responsibilities and uh, the way they portray him in this movie what Donald Rimgale does is he intrudes on other people's proceedings you know like we might be having a parole hearing and he just walks in and intrudes or you might be having a press conference and that's when he mm-hmm. that's when he attacks you or whatever yeah it's yeah. just like that's I found a- that really fun I was so glad that they made uh, de Niro that character and then they just didn't give him enough screen time yeah I agree they didn't there wasn't yeah. a near enough of that detective stuff but when he went into there to that meeting to Sutherland's meeting my brain would not let me oh, yeah. uh, accept that that's a thing you could ever be allowed to do I don't think oh, anyone well, they, no no you yeah. mean Sutherland's meeting or you mean uh, Sutherland's yeah, the, parole, the parole hearing no I know I you mean, have parole the, hearings yeah. I'm saying how how do you let a dude just stand up walk over there and like badger well, the I don't think he's I don't think he's I mean because he's not just a dude I mean he's the the investigator that probably has to attend but, every one of his parole board meetings and say does you know, he? I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're I asking would, me to accept I, a lot of it was probably a little bit artistic license, but I don't think that's as far from truth as, you know, it is. I, it is I think really, it's really, really entertaining. Uh, Donald Sutherland yeah. as a firebug with the awesome prosthetic all the way across the top of his head. And mm. he is like he is in prison, but he's up for parole. So, you know, oh, right, because he got away with some stuff. He's here. He's just sitting here admitting to crimes that he was not actually tried for. And like, wow, that's so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted so much more of that. Yeah, that could have been the movie for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Make this whole movie about. Well, like Brian said, do a spinoff or whatever. Do a, yeah, give us a prequel with those two and the whole like wrapping the the clangor of the uh, phone bell and gasoline and gauze and stuff. And it's just fascinating. I'd, I'd be into that movie. That would be good. Yeah. Not that this yeah. was bad. Mm-hmm. I also like hey, uh, that. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Dunaway, were you uh, drooling over that A-Track player that. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was like, sweet, an actual operating A-Track. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's pretty cool. I thought of I thought you too. You. Everyone thinks of you when uh, retro, retro, retro shit gear. Shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Is there an old, is there an old reel to reel tape? Stop. Oh, I think it's done away. You know, Dunaway's got to play with it. <laughs> That's good. Dunaway going to do what he do. No, you got to do what do, man. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee in this barely kind of sort of, uh, yeah. I really like her as an actress, but this was back in the sort of single white female days and, and, that's fine, except I could not get over the fact that you would you would see these uh, how many years later in 2015, you would see her and Kurt Russell in Hateful Eight as this amazing, oh, right. like not not couple. She's like his prisoner. Yeah. But man, what a forgot. Yeah. Forgot about those two being uh, back together for that one. So uh, good. It's also funny because I was thinking about um, the, the roles that they were getting around this time, not just uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, but also Rebecca de Mornay. She had that hand that rocks the cradle, which was kind of like the, the, uh, like another version of single white female, right? She goes in mm-hmm. kind of takes over the, the relationship to ace out the, the hero woman in the story. Yep. But uh, my God, they were so pale in this thing. I felt like I was watching Frozen. They were like super <laughs> Chicago, Chicago translucent is, is, skin. Is that a little too re- too real for you? A little yeah, too real there. Too yeah, real. a little too Sir, real. Yeah. This is our first Re- Rebecca De Mornay film on FilmSack, but it's oh, our really? second Jennifer Jason Lee. Can anyone name the first? Uh, give me Jennifer a decade. Jason Can you give us a decade hint? We fast. We didn't do Fast Times. So. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. She and Jude Law were the leads. Of the movie. oh yeah, that would be uh the gross movie, right? The one with the with the stuff with the the gross. Uh, oh, existence. Uh, uh, Good job, Brian Dunaway. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's the gross movie. The name, the gross the movie, gross yeah, movie the gross with movie. the stuff. You know what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Did she did she give you the uh, the grossest moment, Scott, kissing uh, Baldwin's uh, sweaty hairy chest? It's as close as we got because nothing in this check. movie really grossed me out. Like it was yeah. all pretty standard. And when she's up there kissing his nasty freaking hairy chest, oh, it's yeah. about as close as I got. But I didn't even write yeah. it down because I was like, yeah, this movie's not doing anything. You almost gross. you almost lose sight of of uh, of her head. Uh, among mm-hmm. all that uh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I don't remember the most is that this movie was rated R and for lots of reasons. They had some violent imagery. They had uh, not, that wasn't that much of a sex scene, but they were thrust. No. You know, the, when you're doing the fully clothed sex scene. Yeah. Oh, you see R for gore. Naked shower butts too. Yeah. And there was a lot of F bombs. Yeah. So well. it, was all the, it was all the reasons you get a rated R. But I remember this being like a big PG 13, the whole family goes kind of movie. I don't know why. I just do. So unless yeah. it was yeah, like I a, couldn't get I couldn't get anybody to watch it with me. Mm. And, oh, and really? I mean, really? Oh. It just uh, people on fire is just not for everybody. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, I, true story. True I always story. forget you have a you have a history with that. But I would have thought Will would probably have enjoyed this. He's, he's thirteen. This was rated R. It was just it was too much well, of a stretch. Yeah. All right, it's all a right, bit. It's enough. a little. Yeah. It's a little harsh. There is one point though. I laughed so hard, and I'll play the clip later. But Kurt Russell decides that he wants to use a very creative use of the F word. And here's the thing. This will be the first time on film sack. I didn't bleep it out because you have to hear the way he constructed it. Awesome. Might do it now here. Listen to this. So, um, (laughs) where is it? Uh, people are scrambling for their volume. Oh my gosh. My kid, he's going to be smart forever. (laughs) We're allowed one use of the F word per year. We are in an R rated review. If yeah. I could find the damn thing, uh, I, mean, I avoided it. In my uh, opening song, jeez, is it? So it's when he went. Is when he was at the boat and he was yelling at his brother. Hold on. Oh damn it! Hmm. I can't find it. All right, we'll get to, well, we'll we'll get get to, to it, and you guys will hear yeah, it. And it's, it's, show up. it's freaking show great up. because no one ever said what he said in the history of ever. 
So, oh, okay. is it okay. is it is it a line as horrible as uh, your uh, glow flashing in your eye? Is that your oh, career dissipation light? <laughs> <laughs> they thought that was they thought that was so clever. They, they used really it did. twice. Yes, it's and like, I was like those oh my god, yeah. awkward phrasing. Oh, yeah. Like I'm sure there's something better you could have come up with. Yeah, hundred percent, something was better. Yeah. They made a bad choice there. Your your uh, your popularity in this city just went up in smoke. Mm-hmm. Boom! That's easier, done. much easier, and oh. right there. Yeah, and, uh, done. You just rewrote. You wrote yeah. a better movie. It's funny though because these movies back then they all seem to have this thing where listen early on to the film for someone to have a line, and then later have it yes. thrown back in their face. You and and this one you just saw immediately. It's like oh yeah. that thing J T Walsh just said that's coming back. But, oh my god! The, the whole current, like, oh, is there is there such a thing as a career dissipation light? Is it a light that lights up when your career yeah, is dissipating? Yeah. Or I don't know what that is. And do I have one of <laughs> and those? Why does it, and why does it go into overdrive or high gear or yeah. whatever? That was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. I'm giving them. Oh, wait. So if it's going into high gear, that means my career is going well because it's not dissipating because the light's getting brighter. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know lights had gears. Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Right. It's totally a. Maybe it's a 90s thing. I don't know. I don't remember if we had. Looks like your your lights are using the dim switch. Something, anything that made better connective tissue than that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of JT Walsh, this was our third JT Walsh movie. Believe it or not, we have not seen. Oh, gosh. uh, All of them. Like, his he has so like he has so many things on our upcoming list oh really good just because we haven't ever we haven't ever had a chance to watch needful things yet we haven't had a chance to watch Ooh, a few good men yet he's in a few good men oh yeah uh, like he's that. just what a career. i can't handle he's that. so he's so great and he's so good at playing that kind of character that is in power but skeevy and untrustworthy but but confident in his in his a holiness like the uh, yeah. breakdown was such a great example of how how yeah. good right. it can be and then he's like th- so there's good. places where jt walsh is completely misused like he's in good morning vietnam doesn't need to be he's they don't get anything out of his skills in good morning vietnam no know? he would have been right. as much as i, I don't guy? i don't want brew or what's his name bruno kirby was his name? Sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love yeah. Bruno Kirby, and I wouldn't want to change it. But his role in that movie was more like something J.T. Walsh should have had. Should have been that. You know, yeah, that's the kind I'm of sure. acting I would have expected out of him. But yeah, he kind of. I just want amazed. Bruno Kirby telling me what kind of ice cream I need to have with each of my meals. <laughs> that uh, the perfectly paired ice cream. Well, I guess he was the. It was uh, Daniel Stern was the one who came up with it, but Bruno Kirby was his buddy. Yeah, he took it to yeah. the next level. Which is what you expect out of your Kirby. We haven't seen that, have we? We haven't haven't watched it here. We haven't watched, uh, what's it called? Uh, City Slickers? No. No. Yeah, no. I haven't seen it. I'm trying to answer the question, was J.T. Walsh ever a good guy? I haven't seen it, but he's apparently in the remake of Miracle on 34th Street, and so I'm guessing he's a good guy in that. Probably. um, Well, I don't know. Is he 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 Mr. Macy? I don't remember what he did in Pleasantville. That's I don't either. I just show him wow. one of his last roles. Oh, the negotiator. Yeah. We don't have that on our list. We need that on our list. That's the uh, which one? Is Spacey that? and Spacey. Uh, Samuel Jackson. I like yeah. that movie a yep, lot. Yep. I did too. Yeah, yeah me too. He, he, I can't uh, wait JT to tear it down. Yeah. Uh, my final thought: JT Walsh was in an episode of the X Files called "The List," season three episode. The list. The list. Watch that. Okay. Love it. It's good, eh? What a what a weird. Talk about what a weird go ahead. I was gonna say we get we get another pairing here. Executive decision had both Kurt Russell and oh. JT Walsh. Oh, 
They like to hang out together. He was yep. probably what? Let me guess. He was a high up in the government had been compromised. Se- and, um, Senator Jason Mavros. Mm, yep. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Yeah. His role. It still has somebody and the JT Walsh estate, please fix his IMDB photo. Oh, is it bad? He looks like he's he looks like he's getting a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, look at this stupid thing. I forgot he had it's horrible. That. Yeah, yeah, wait, look, honor his memory. Uh, yeah, somebody who has guy. access to this stuff and update that damn thing because that's stupid. That's horrible. <laughs> so it looks like it photos. looks like TMZ took it while he was like doing <laughs> totally. cocaine by a parking meter or something like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, fix that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. He was a, he was our age when he died. That sucks. He should have lived uh, longer. That, that guy. Sucked. Yeah, we should. He should be old and doing stuff now, and all of us going. Man, can you believe how, sure. what DT Walsh just did in that new Oscar film thing? That's that's yeah. what we should be talking about in twenty twenty three. I hated that he died, and he was supposed yeah. to be this really nice guy in real life. He just had the. He just couldn't play anything but a skeevy nightmare in a movie. It was just his deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. But he did it so well. It's fine. It's we fine. loved him for it. Need more, but needed more of that. Yeah. Uh, what I did need more of was when they uh, do the thing in films where they slow down the video, but then they have the actor record yeah. new audio. So, you know, it's Baldwin going, Steve. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I captured that too because of how much I did hate you? that. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I can't it stand it. Right out. It's such an old thing to i mean it's been around forever that right but i don't exactly. i'd almost wish they slowed his voice down instead of same pitch like at the very but it would least, sound it would sound yeah. horrible and it would be they just don't need to do it but it would be <laughs> it would be comical in a scene that shouldn't be comical yeah i don't love when they do that so that sort of annoyed uh, me this time but uh, by the way, I also, oh, I also wrote down Bruce Hornsby just so I could remember that he had music in this oh, because gosh. otherwise I would have forgotten no. because he's so damn boring. So that was oh, him during that, the hold on. That, that was, was him. An, was that him during the, the montage as well as the closing yeah. credits? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's Randy how Jones. memorable. That's how memorable it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't I like, mean, you know I don't like Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna have this argument again. I'm, <laughs> oh, have, we fought, I'm have we fought over Bruce Hornsby before? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pianist. I am given to love. You're what now? A, p- a penis? What? He's a pianist. <laughs> oh, okay. Pianist. Sorry. So hold pianist. on a second. Oh. So wait, okay. Well, hold on. Cause I like folks like Joe Jackson, who I think is incredible on, uh, on piano. I like, uh, Harry Connick Jr. I like Tori Amos. Yeah. You can't just say it's because you like piano that you like Bruce Hornsby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, I just, what I said was I am given to like pianists. <laughs> Yeah. So I have a there's a special there's You're a special like, what? <laughs> allowance that I give to all of them. Hmm. Okay. Even like even like Bonnie Raitt plays the piano and like she's amazing. Oh, I like and, her. And I like, didn't know I, that. Yeah. yeah, I like her a yeah, lot. Yeah, um, and her and her gray streak. Yeah, she's got a good I'm gray just streak. Like, like the very first time I ever heard Alicia Keys, I'm like, all right, I guess you and me for life, you know? Oh, like yeah, well, I just yeah. do you like that one song? Everybody else you named, I feel has bring something more and is way more interesting as a performer than Bruce Hornsby. Do you like uh, on my way it's down, down going fast, bringing me home bound. Do you like that one? 
Oh yeah, Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I do like her. Yeah, I especially like the Muppet version of her that somebody that went viral last year. Yeah, that was great. Driving around the city playing that song, it was great. But no, I I do like Vanessa Carlton too. Yeah, I I may not be a pianist, but I do like. I may be no pianist. I think I think a thousand miles was overplayed. Really? Yeah, oh, a thousand I miles, it. I heard too many times. I'm not going to have this argument right now. <laughs> yeah. I like her a well, lot, I and like, I like a moving piano through a city. All right, I'll just say just it. Like, like, I am, you know, like, but what you do is you put me back at being, like, 10 years old, and Bruce Hornsby is just a big hit. He's on the radio. He's, you know, MTV is is pushing, somehow pushing a pianist, which you don't see a lot of, because, you know. Sure. And, and it's just like I I can't help myself. I'm mm. I like I had I had both of his first two albums. You know, listen to him a lot. Like it just that's how it goes. Yeah, that's fine. It's that's the way the it is. I, look, I thought I thought that's the Oak Ridge the Boys were cool in high or in junior high, and I was wrong. But I still oh. listen to the Oak Ridge Boys. I did. I thought they were great. Oh. Elvira, remember that, Brian? Elvira, I do. Yeah, yeah. Elvira. I, I got that mm-hmm. during my uh, during my <laughs> during putting together my harmonies for the. <laughs> <laughs> for the song I thought about, for whatever reason, I thought about the Oak Ridge Boys. By the way, uh, Bruce Hornsby uploaded a photo a day ago of uh, of himself. Uh, uh, he has not aged well. He is not, <laughs> I thought that was yep. a joke. Happens to the best of us. Hold on, Bruce Hornsby. Right, he was he was he looked like himself until he turned sixty, and then over the next ten years, he aged a hundred years. Oh yeah, there he is. I think he looks okay. He's got to be what like. I mean, is that that's that can't be really him, right? That photo with the, the cigarette one, the sticking out of his ear. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, he's a, he's just shy of seventy, and he looks all right. That could be him. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. He just looks like I don't believe I don't believe anything like, anymore. Well, no, it just looks like a photo of somebody's grandpa that you know they that. Uh, we're all somebody's grandpa. We're all somebody's grandpa. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the main the main defense for Bruce Hornsby, in my opinion, is that the way it is and Mandolin Rain got too much airplay. That's what I was yeah, trying to say about probably Thousand Miles. It. Yeah. It got right. too much airplay and it, he didn't really have a lot else in the tank. Mm. Like like he's a perfectly good, you know, mm-hmm. performer with some perfectly good serviceable songs. Sure. But yeah. he's not he doesn't need to be a superstar. Do you yeah. guys uh sorry? I liked him when like, he was part of the uh, the the Grateful Dead. Oh. But everyone was a part of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I sure. was part of them as well for a while. Yeah, just a couple of I years. Guess I was, yeah. Um, do you guys, when you see your sisters-in-law or uh, or brothers-in-law or anything like that, do you kiss them on the cheek when you see them after you haven't seen them in a long time? Do you? Do you? Uh, you know, you're. I don't yeah, kiss anybody when I, on the when cheek. I'm in the mob. Mm, oh. Yeah, I I I have a neighbor whose kids kissed, still kiss him on the lips. When they see him, and they're all in like their twenties, and I think it's a couple of them in their thirties now, but that's just the thing they've done since day one, since uh, those babies, yeah. kids were babies, lip yeah. kissing on their parents their whole lives. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it; it's just different per family or whatever. Sure. But I couldn't do it. I can't get my yeah, mom. I think it's it just depends really on how like you're you're brought up, right? Like if you come from that older generation that's carried it through, because obviously 
you know, if our parents would have done that with us and been like, every time you greet them, you got to do a kiss on the cheek or even the French thing where you do the both cheeks kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, then it wouldn't seem so weird to us, but yeah, it does seem, it does. I seem like weird. to, I like to think when you say the French thing with both cheeks, you're like talking yeah. about some kind of butt, butt rubbing or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, both, yeah, both cheeks. cheeks. Baby. Yeah. Both cheeks. Like the shower scene, both cheeks. <laughs> yeah, they were they were happy to show us a man butt. Got a lot of yeah. man bum. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. that's fine. Guess what you see when you go to the firehouse? Yeah. Man butt. I can't remember the last time I had a, like a other dudes in a in a in a large shower space with me, and I think it's probably high school. <laughs> like when Jim was I, I oh, why no, do you think I, I stopped going to the YMCA? It's the swimming pool, People like way I'm too, getting ready to go into the swimming too pool and they, they have that sign up that says take a shower before you get in the swimming pool. I'm like, oh can I just do this at home? Yeah. But I then I go in it. there and it's like it's always really old wrinkly dudes in there and yeah. they're in there for a really I, long I, time and i i yeah and i try to accept that because mm. when i grew up i didn't really i wasn't really involved with any major war where people were getting drafted so i missed i missed out on that thank god but i feel like people that are much older maybe they you know they grew up with all that it's like oh yeah sure. you just everybody we go communally and we do this because that's what you had to do just used to it you yeah. have to experience that. that's true yeah. i was watching some something else what was i watching oh i was watching i saw hacksaw ridge for the first time i got in the mood and watched oh, it right yeah it's so good it's a fantastic movie anyway, garfield yeah, yeah oh. he's really good he was robbed that year he should have won I mean, there's, I, you know, yeah. I cannot name a thing that, uh, despite the 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 Spider-Man stuff, the stuff that wasn't good, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of a bad Andrew Garfield performance. Yeah, it wasn't. Nope. It, it wasn't I, his fault. He wasn't. He wasn't the problem with Spider-Man. No. The Amazing Spider-Man movies. No, there were many other problems. He was not <laughs> yeah. one. Paul, but, poor Paul Giamatti. <laughs> and look, I like Casey Affleck, and I think Manchester by the Sea is a good movie. But I still oh, yeah. think Garfield's performance was better that year. But now I can I can only say that now because I finally watched it. But anyway, there, what was my point in that? Oh, there was communal shower stuff while they were in uh, basic training, and back then it just was different. People were just like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Like, "Okay, cool." I don't know why we're weird about it now. You know, I don't want to be know, in a shower. Right? Well, I know why I'm weird about it. Of course, we're weird about it. I mean, if you have the options, yeah, I'll yeah. keep that private. Thank you. If you yeah. have the option, and then you do that, like isn't it's everybody our gym. weird about it always. What now? Who? Isn't everybody well, weird about it always? Because, no. because we went to public school and we had to do PE. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of i I think a lot of people are uh, there's. I, I didn't like I remember it going then. to school, and a like lot it. of people were a lot of people were comfortable with it. Very comfortable. I have I had friends that were always like, "Can't wait to take my shirt off." That's great, yeah. great for you. I'm so glad you're proud of your body and you feel comfortable in it. Not me, buddy. Mm. Close, cover it all up. Yeah, keep that keep that body away from me, there, Chief. I was impressed though with the people who were who were comfortable with it. It was like, yeah, I wish I could be that comfortable with it, but I'm not. Me too. Me too. Oh, Definitely not comfortable to have a conversation. I, I'm comfortable right. enough to go in there, do the business, sure. get out. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you tell me I have to do that before I can get in the pool. I'll do it. But uh, yeah, I'll do it. Doesn't mean Don't I don't talk like to me. No. Yeah. And I'm glad others do it because I want to be in a pool. Although, I mean, I, ever <laughs> since I learned that the only reason chlorine smells the way it does is because it has ca- encountered horrible bacteria and then it puts off the smell. <laughs> that That's made me change my whole public pool life. Really? Like a, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, well, it's disgusting. Because if you use chlorine purely and nobody's yeah. been in it yet, it doesn't smell like anything. It's not supposed to. It might smell a little clean or maybe a little sharp, but if you get in there and Ozone-y? it's like uh, <laughs> a little sharp, it's like oh, mm, smell God. that. Just just that phrasing is like, oh, that just grosses me <laughs> up. Yeah. 
Chlorine smells a little sharp today. Yeah. So hot tubs that just smell like you major might have chlorine. Me for cheddar cheese now too. There may as well be yeah. a dead raccoon in there or something. It's disgusting. You don't want to be in there. <laughs> Public pools are gross. Uh, anyway, oh, I wrote here uh, the where did I put it? Oh, um, uh, Jason Gedrick is rad, and we should watch him more. So he's the guy that got burnt. He's the young upstart oh, who's super okay. excited about everything. Um, We've seen him in something here. I like that guy. Something, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. now. I like him older. He's uh, we he's have great. seen him in Iron Eagle. Oh, there it is. That's right. There it is. Couldn't remember. That's right. Good catch on yeah. that. Yeah. He had a small Boom role Town? in Justified. He had ten episodes no. in Dexter. He's just a. He's great. Super interesting yeah. guy. Underused here. His whole job is just. Hey, you guys! I'm going to be like Goose from Top Gun, and I'm going to die. <laughs> right. I'm going to do better than die. We get all burned up. I'm going to be really optimistic. I'm going to have all my life before right. me. Every time you talk to me, I'm going to be excited about this job, which means yep. I will be burned nearly to death. So, bye. Check that door. Yeah. Check that door. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, yeah. I don't like that he's being screamed at to check the door before busting in over and over and over. And the minute you don't scream at him to do it, he goes yeah. back to his wily old ways. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm sorry yeah. now. It's, it is on him, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, he he kind of got what he deserved. I hate he to got say what it. He's, he got what he deserved. Yeah. Like if you're not going to listen to the to most basic thing, doors. it's like, how, what's the most basic thing we've learned up to this point in the movie? When fire breathes back in under the door, yeah. maybe yeah. don't open sure. said door. Done. Yeah. Done. You're is, done. Yeah, We've yeah. only been on the job for like an hour and 45 minutes. He's been there for at least months. So, yeah, he should know. Can I reissue a complaint I just made a few minutes ago? Issue How is Jason Gedrick's known for section on IMDb missing Iron Eagle? He was the <laughs> lead yeah, kid the most Iron in Eagle-ish. Iron Eagle. He like he is the Iron Eagle, basically. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Iron Eagle. He was only it was only for the first one though, right? Didn't he get out after that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's probably glad he's not known for that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe there's yeah. a there's a thing going what on. Are the other, what are the other agents going? Luck, Bosch, Dexter, and Backdraft. And Luck didn't okay. even get a full right. season. That that movie yeah. was going to be great, or that show was going to be great, and then they had horse problems on set or something. They had to can the whole thing but it was um milch the the deadwood guy was making it and um yeah. who's in that dustin hoffman that was that looked so good and then it just all went to shit because some horse died on set or something yeah that's a bunch of horse shit yeah i know <laughs> i think there was like uh not PETA, but some group got all up in their face and it was bad i mean i don't want one other, horses again. one other thing i want to bring up i thought about terminator 2 a lot in this movie Really? Oh, explain. That's an interesting connection. Okay. Was it the um, was it the big I do warehouse? Too, because that was it it lost this movie lost to the Terminator 2, right, Randy? No, I thought about it a lot because Terminator 2 includes a bunch of scenes inside like warehouses where there's fire. Hmm. And yeah. and I felt like the score, the way the score brings you around the ex- excitement sounded like Terminator this 2 came out the same year as Terminator 2, it and it, it lost yeah. to Terminator 2. That was a bad the year to only, come out. The only three things it was nominated for were all like visual effects and sound yeah. and all that stuff. In all three categories it was nominated for, it lost to Terminator 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one to go up against when you're trying to have the summer blockbuster yeah. of the year. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Son um, of a butthole. <laughs> Remarkably, <laughs> really? 
Come on. Remarkably, when it, when it comes to sound, you're never going to remember the person who scored Terminator 2. But of course, you remember Hans Zimmer who scored mm-hmm. Backdraft. Yeah. And, and I remember it because it's the exact damn thing he used in The Rock four years later, three years later. Yeah. Which I will play later so you can see that I'm not crazy. My gosh, it's the dead on thing. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Trevor Rabin completely copied this sound and, and score way yeah. Uh, yeah. for Armageddon. Armageddon, yes. I was getting Armageddon at filling. Oh, yeah. Fast. All these Crimson Tide, uh, which I think was yeah. Zimmer again, but all these, that era of Bruckheimer y kind of movies, even when Bruckheimer wasn't involved, they all had this soundtrack and it all sounded mm-hmm. the same. You could mix them all up and you'd say, oh, all right, there you go. It basically just, it's what they use for Call of Duty games now. It's the same soundtrack. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and I feel like we had this discussion around the Seagal movie, um, Under Siege. Yeah. Same same thing. Yeah. Oh, wait. Under Sea. Under Siege. Oh, I get it now. Do you yeah. Get it now? Oh, oh shit. What? What? Okay. All these years later. <laughs> Under sea, <laughs> under sea. There's no way they really meant that. Under the sea, under the sea. It's not clever enough for them <laughs> to even figure that out. <laughs> I, think they, I can feel my career point. twinkling away in the gas light of my. What the hell is it? What is it again? A gas Your light career dissipation light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just went into overdrive. That's the worst part of that phrase. Is no one can remember it. I don't. I don't remember. I just know it was dumb. Yeah. Uh, listen any, to this. I got a little scrutiny. William Baldwin the star of our film claims that to this day, all right. And this was put in there like the 2014 or something that to this day, fire trucks honk their horn when they see him. Oh my gosh. There's no way. There's no way yeah. they see him in a fire. Come on. They're, yeah, they're it's bullshit. In a fire truck. Bullshit. Oh, what's up, Baldwin? He's <laughs> <laughs> on the street. Yeah. I hate that. That's the worst trivia in a long time because oh, yeah. A, there's no way to ever verify this. And B, no. why would they? Even if he was somebody like Tom right. Cruise, it doesn't matter. You're flying by. Yeah, it's all, it, Ain't no, ain't no guys in in the in the firehouse today watching no backdraft from 1991. That just that ain't happening. Yeah, I don't buy oh, it. Yeah, that I believe, but I don't think that they'd. Uh, you think I they got to run in 24 seven at, at, no, at the I think that, local I fire think station? That, I think mm. that there's downtime. I'm sure that they've seen it. Sure, there's plenty of downtime. Well, you know what I'd like? I'd love for a listener who's involved in a the firefighting yeah. arts to write in. And tell us what do you guys actually do during all that downtime? Because there is downtime oh. and there is training. But is it what the TV and movies show us, which is a lot of sitting around and playing poker, a lot of making food for each other for some reason? Like, yeah. what are the are any of those it's stereotypes like, correct? I want to know. It's like any other job, and I'm sure it varies from station to station. But uh, yeah, they 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 just they got work to do. They got they got to take care of the firehouse. They got to take care of the trucks. They got there's this there's tons of stuff to do in between fires. Yeah, I would assume so. I just don't know what yeah. all like because fire. I don't know how often. Well, you're in, okay. So this is in Chicago. I would assume mm-hmm. that's a busy station. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point of this movie is that they've been underfunded and their firehouses are getting shut down to make community centers. What a terrible bad guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, this usually it's like skimming money off the top or right, uh, yeah. covering yeah. up a murder or whatever. Instead, this guy's just like, I want to hide all this and kill all these people so we can get more community centers. Yeah, I'm sure that, that the idea there is what that. If if he does that, he gets elected. Though that was the overall thing is that he could be married. Right. He day. was he was helping his is the age old uh, finance your developer buddies. Uh, you know, oh, you sure. scratch my back, I scratch yours, yeah. and that was kind of the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I just like I I could not stop thinking about how like the actual real life city of Chicago has like four thousand firemen, and this movie treats the city of Chicago like it has four dozen firemen. Yeah, it's like it just didn't. I I couldn't stop thinking about that. Like what what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is just not. I don't know. This is just not the plot that I I think it should be. Yeah, there are parts of that that I think don't hold up very well, or at least that make me question it. And I don't think you're supposed to question it, but yeah. they want it to seem like a tight knit little family. But then on the other hand, there's a bunch of guys who are actual firefighters in Chicago where they're filming this, and they're in this as extras, and they don't say anything. So there's they got a lost yeah. problem where half the plane doesn't talk. You know that whole <laughs> right. that whole scene with the uh, the funeral, like where they're walking through the sh- uh, streets of Chicago. Incredible, like really incredible, powerful scene. Those uh, a lot of the guys yeah. in there were. Yeah were uh, real firemen. Yeah, and, that was uh, cool. My, my, Can you my, have my, a fireman or a cop movie without having that scene? <laughs> Backpipes time. With right, the, yeah. Know? Not if someone yeah. dies. They all got to mm-hmm. do that. I think it's part of the law. Yeah, my, like, my oldest niece is married to a fireman. He's he's mm-hmm. They've been married 15 years. So she's written a ton about what it's like to, you know, to be the wife of a fireman. He's been climbing up the the hierarchy and <laughs> Austin fire department for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for his entire career. And, uh, you know, he's getting, getting to a point of a lot of prestige and so forth, but the Austin fire department, like overall, it's like over a thousand employees, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so like they, you know, I, I get a very personal story all the time from my niece about what it's like for him, but he's one. You know, yeah. he's one person, there's over a thousand people. And that's just in Austin, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's a big group I, of people. I wonder how he would, uh, does, has he talked at all how he feels about the, um, that's that show Lone, Lone Star or something. That's, that's a, that whole show is about, it's Rob Lowe. In fact, funny enough, because Brian brought that up earlier, but, yeah. uh, heads, heads like a fire engine show. <laughs> that's a spinoff oh, of something. Nine one one. It's a nine one one Lone Star. That's what it's called. It's a spinoff right, from the original nine one one. But anyway, that's right. Yeah, that's right. all set in Austin or somewhere in Texas. And I wonder how much of that stuff is at all real. My so, wife watched that whole show, and I, every episode, I was like, "Really? Today, there's an alligator with a <laughs> with a, a human child." It's what in CSI it. had to do too. I after like after it. they ran out of really good plot lines, it was yeah. What's what's the weirdest thing we can have happen here? Yeah. I've been going back and watching Castle, and I'm like, wow, I did not realize like how the later seasons just went crazy, bonkers. Like, yeah. What do you yeah. think that I'm is? Like, is that is like a? It's like a. Is that an audience? Is that a reaction to yeah, yeah, what yeah, your yeah, audience absolutely. wants? You, you just mean, yeah, you, you got to grab it's it's got it, what looks good, what looks good and compelling in a in a commercial, right? What's gonna what's gonna get people to come and watch our stupid show? I guess it's so. Just, I just don't understand. Like this one I watch, Rob Lowe's trying to figure out why a bunch of alligators are killing dogs or something. And I'm like, I'm down with it. Why aren't you fighting fires? What are you doing? Rip for the headline. <laughs> rip from the headlines. That's just felt weird to me. Yeah. And then there was, you know, there's always a lot of melodrama and subplot. But again, I think that stuff, and those are very popular shows. And I think that stuff serves mm-hmm. serves that audience well to have that on regular TV. You know, Blue Bloods is for cops. What what Chicago Fire sure. is for fire. And Chicago, what's the other ones? Chicago, some Chicago. Chicago Hope. Chicago. Always in the Chicago, baby. Uh, yeah. What's not Chicago like- Hope? Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago. PD? Or- PD. And then there was a, isn't there a law one as well? Oh, probably. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah. There probably is a law one. But that, yeah. you know, I, and I, you know, Law and Order did this with all their spinouts and everything. But but I, uh, I just think that's its domain. And I don't know if we ever care to see 
something like this in a new way? Like maybe, maybe the story's right, but I, I don't, I don't think there's ever a backdraft like pit ever again. Well, I think, I, I think anytime there's an, uh, uh, you know, like nine 11, as tragic as it was, it also spawned a bunch of movies wrapped around that because people's interests were high. So, I mean, I think if uh, a tragic enough event happens, that compels a story. I think we certainly could see, uh, yeah. True life event stuff. Yes. I could see that. Like they did right. the one, but what's the Boston marathon one that had Marky Mark in it? Oh yeah. That was, yeah, it was kind of interesting. It was quite good. I, yeah. I, I liked it. That. Yeah. yeah. I liked that a lot. Although they made his character up and it kind of annoyed me, but, or he was in a, not made up, but he was a he was amalgamation. Amalgam. Yeah. Right. Right. I kind of hate when they do that, but uh, <laughs> I hate I hated, hated it when he told us to uh, say hi to our moms. Yeah, for him. that was my favorite part. Yeah. Always I'm telling us that. I liked when he found a transformer. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one yeah. time, I I was talking to my mom and I said, "Oh, by the way, Mark Wahlberg asked me to say hi to you," and she's like, eh, "What? That? What's that? <laughs> Nothing, He's, mom." He's uh, <laughs> never mind. He's in this. He's in some weird. So on Twitter, sorry, X or whatever. There are ads that are the ads are terrible now because all the big ad advertisers bailed and sure. so now it's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah, and he's in some weird ad on there where him and some guy with Jesus hair are playing golf, but talking about how they uh, you should pray before every golf game or something like that. It's some weird. Huh. It's weird. I don't know what's going on huh. over there. Like it makes me want to just say, all right, okay, go. That's fine. Golf. <laughs> Like, why are you telling yeah, me right. this? It's so weird. Right, if you say so. All right. Yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, okay. Now, we talked earlier about, do you think the Baldwins all hang out, right? Yeah. Right. There is a piece of trivia in here that may indicate a little of this. William Baldwin said in an interview that his relationship with Kurt Russell on screen and their experience together and as they portrayed themselves was better than any relationship he has with any of his real brothers. Oh, interesting. So that tells oh, me wow. there's trouble in uh, Baldwin City. Is what it tells yeah, me. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You know who my favorite, uh, not as nearly as famous as these guys, but Seth Meyers' family and his brother doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. And recently they had his, the yearly Thanksgiving thing where he has his family on and everything. Really enjoy those. those. That seems like a genuine family. I haven't heard regardless. it. It's a podcast thing. I haven't heard it. Oh, yeah. Seth Meyers' uh, stories from uh, childhood or something like that. I forget exactly what it's called. Stories from the backseat. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, he's got a new podcast. He does the late show. Yeah, um, I knew about that. Nightly. I didn't know about yeah. the, uh, him. Well, everyone does a podcast now, so I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I like him. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like him on SNL, and I get a lot of heat for this. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just always, always felt off to me, and I don't know why. He was a huge writer, really, a big deal. He was like, I, thought it was, yeah. I, I, liked his, I liked his stuff. It wasn't like, oh, I can't, I got to tune in to Seth. Like Norm MacDonald. Watching late night the news with him on yeah. SNL, I had to see that. That was compelling. Seth, oh, you had to good. every week. Seth Meyer, I it's don't good. know. It, again, I'll acknowledge it's a me thing because everybody I talk to is like, Scott, what's wrong with you? But for whatever reason, he just didn't do it for me. But I really like him on on late night. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good on there. Wait, late night? No, late night. Yeah, late right. night with late David night. Letterman. Late yeah, night. so it's, they kept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do some. Uh, oh, one piece of trivia I want to pass up. Apparently, them running up the stairwell with those them them their hoses, you know, when they're having a little brother competition. Yeah, yeah. Those right, are right. supposed to be real hoses and not uh, the props that they had on set. They instead opted to do the real hoses. Those okay. are heavy as shit. Yeah, yes, they are. They're I mean, made out of like they kind of, slide around and yeah, uh, they're just heavy. They're made out like rubber do. and some kind of 
impossible to burn fabric something that are like super heavy. Yeah. Have to be able to handle so much PSI and stuff or whatever the water pressure stuff is. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed. I was just like, okay, all right. Look at you guys. All right. You guys go ahead. <laughs> Look at you old, old actors. You know, I mean, 40 at the time would have seemed old to me. But. I'm going to stay down here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, here. I, I got to say again, this picture that you posted in our Discord of the four Baldwin brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a picture that should, it's a fact from 10 years ago. It's, it should be titled. It, had, it should have a title like Botox, 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 a little <laughs> less Botox. Yeah. Because they and, all and actually, like actually it should be here. Botox, more Botox, a yes. little bit more Botox, a little bit less Botox. Yeah. And it's really like, you, this should be hanging in, in like clinics where you go to get <laughs> your Botox. Like, it's like uh point to uh point to which uh, level a pain level you're in, but right. point to Botox <laughs> severity. The severity hope, of- yeah. I hope I'm Daniel. I hope I'm Daniel when I'm in pain. Right. And not Steven. Yeah. Stephen Baldwin yeah. looks like he's been Botox to the point of playing the Joker in a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. <laughs> he's got those duck lips. God, yeah. I, I hate the pressure that these people are put under to to do that kind of stuff uh, they don't have to terrible they don't need well, no to. they don't have to but they got a pre- they got a lot of pressure and it's like if you want to stay relevant it's such a high pressure field i mean you, you go like oh but they're making all this money that's that's great and all but still i just hate they feel like they have to do that yeah I, I what that. i can't what i think about all the time when you see them like you see kurt russell and and billy baldwin running up some stairs uh, right. i always think gosh these guys don't eat the actors they don't yeah. eat they're yeah. so skinny oh, yeah you know yeah you eat more eat. eat some just have a little sandwich you know it's not gonna hurt you just you don't have a little sandwich you don't have but to then you, you don't have to, be able to have your butt shot you don't have to right. christian bail your way through hollywood you can eat jt walsh comes along you're like oh that's the guy who has a burger every there. now and then. there's an actor that guy Look knows how to guy. eat a burger Mm. <laughs> I'd eat a JT Walsh burger. Yum, yum, yum. Sure. <laughs> I'll have the JT Walsh and an order of, yeah, I want a JT Walsh and a, a Tr- John Travolta milkshake. Sure. And, uh, right. Oof. And to be clear, $5 shake. $5 milkshake. I, I'm complaining about the pressure that the, the business puts on them. Yeah, to yeah not me too. Eat. That's the complaint. No, I know. I get it. Like Christian Bale, the way he would zigzag back and forth, which he says has been bad on him, his health. Well, of course it has. Yeah. Um, he, you know, they netted him some really important roles and all that. But I don't know. I guess you just got to ask yourself, was it worth it? And maybe it was. No. Maybe it wasn't. I think it we should all time. we should all be like J.K. Simmons and just look ripped no matter how old we yeah. are. You know, it's always worth it at the time. But then when you look back, you go, mm, maybe not. Well, I'm, I take I mean, it back. Kate Winslet said it wasn't worth it at the time. Like that oh, she, interesting. she would oh, have really? preferred to have not been pushed to the brink of anorexia and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and been successful. <laughs> she would, she would trade oh, yeah. the success Both. in order to have not gone through the, but she didn't back then. So that tells you that it was more important for the success at that point, as opposed to now when you have regret. Right? Well, that's the whole, how do you have regret until you have something to regret, right? You got to experience mm-hmm. it, I guess, but yeah. I don't know. So I I just posted another photo on our uh, uh, film tech <laughs> Discord. This is one that almost needs to get shared because there is so much going on in this photo. I did a put a better one oh where you God. can see bigger everybody. So you've got Jack McBrayer next to Robert De Niro and 
Julianne Moore. So Robert De Niro, again, back together with Billy Baldwin on opposite ends of a, a yeah. group of people. Jane Krakowski, who's just said, I'm not going to put my arms around anybody. I'm going to stand in front of everybody. Well, also, uh, she's being her at, character from 30 this Rock. Is at 30, yeah, this is 30 Rock, right? This sure. Is this, is a, this, is a, uh, this is a tribute to Alec Baldwin from 2017. Oh. Nice with with uh, Bill Clinton next to Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and explicitly Bill Clinton for some reason. Mm-hmm. And every Baldwin brother except for Stephen. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Stephen's not. He doesn't often show up at these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. probably what? not. And we invited got- to his brother like the the event to honor his brother. Though. Well, yeah. And importantly, we have uh, Alex's daughter Ireland looking like she's in a complete other photo. Like she's yeah. looking. Yeah. She's so standout in this thing. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And his, his wife, Hilaria, who has been such a constant scandal for so long, it's right. getting right. tiresome. Just what a great, what a great photo. Yeah. De Niro feels, I mean, Jack McBrayer right next to De Niro feels like such a great combo right there. <laughs> we need a, we need Mr. A, De Niro, it's so nice yay. to meet you. We need, a, we need to post this photo <laughs> in the comments of the Patreon post yeah. or something because yeah. Yeah. you've got to see uh, Daniel Baldwin and Billy Baldwin in the picture wearing the same tux. They right. are, it is creepy to look at <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, and Billy Baldwin. And it's yeah. re- seriously, it's creepy. Mm. It, it is, is a little is creepy. creepy. Yeah. Like even, even like the way it's, it's fanned out is exactly, is exactly the same. Like it's yeah. like, it's like one of them was told, try and do an impersonation of the guy next to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, look at these. Uh, uh, awesome. Who's in the very, who's the center? Who's the one next to Bill Clinton? Who he look, Clinton looks like he's trying to avoid any contact. That's Ireland. Ireland, uh, Ireland yeah. Baldwin. That's Ireland. That's like, okay. Yeah, Alex. Dyer. Well, who's the one married to Justin Bieber? Or am I mixing all my people up? Isn't there a Baldwin married to yeah. a Bieber? Do I have that wrong? <laughs> Haley Baldwin? I think, both, I think both of them end with B, and I think that's called. No, I think here. he's married to Haley Baldwin. I think that's correct. And, the, and he's a, someone's kid. Hold on. Haley Maybe you're Bald right. When dad, uh, I wouldn't be proud to win this argument, but whatever. Oh, know. it's Puds. <laughs> that's what you want to. It's Pud Boy. Live it's, life. it's Stephen Baldwin's kid. That's who it is. All right, perfect. Nailed Stephen it. Stephen Baldwin's kid. Okay. okay. She's married to Bieber. So that must be a fun Thanksgiving right there. You know? Bieber, yeah. Baldwin, Baldwin, Bieber. Bieber, Bieber yeah. Baldwin, Baldwin, Bieber. I just can't <laughs> believe these people are still in their 20s. Justin Bieber feels like he has been in his 20s for a hundred years. Right? <laughs> he totally does. It's time to move on. He needs to move on in age. He needs to get past it. But what is he, 28? Well, he's going to turn 30 in March. I'm just tired yeah. of him being in his 20s. It just seems it seems unreal. Sometimes people, Christina Aguilera, not Aguilera, who's the one from Brazil? Um, Shakira. Shakira. Yeah, Shakira. Shakira has twice. been 25 her whole life. Well, she's she's forty six now. I know, yes, but she doesn't right, look right like it. Every time I look at her, I go, "What are you doing?" I mean, how, her how hips you... told me that she's twenty five, and as <laughs> yeah, we they, know, and they don't and they don't lie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. hips don't lie. Yeah. Do you think? By the way, one last thing on this photo. Do you think they asked Tina Fey to take the photo? Is that why Tina oh, Fey's not that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, where is she? I would like idea. to believe Tina Fey is one is like DGAF. She's like not even here. Oh, she I can't doesn't... imagine. Again, it's like a thing to honor. Uh, uh, Alec Baldwin, and you've got Krakowski and Tracy Morgan and stuff. How could she not be there for this? And Jack McBrayer. It feels like, if you know, unless some medical thing kept unless, her from being there. Yeah. What if? I do, what if? What, what if the Baldwin daughter, the tall blonde one? 
What if she's what if she's touching Bill Clinton's bum bum? Yeah, a little, oh, she a little is. inappropriate. Hundred yeah. percent. You think Why so? Why do you think he's smiling so much? Mm. Yeah. Hey, 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 what's going on? Back or now? actually, Tracy Morgan is touching his ass. <laughs> Tracy smiling. Morgan. I did not ask her to put a finger <laughs> up my anus. Whoa! Uh, I just meant over the over the pants. You know, just. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wasn't. Was. You know, I wasn't going all the way there. Whatever. Holy, holy it was applied. <laughs> finger in the butt. One of the things. One of the things I love about Saturday Night Live is that there's this New York City crew. There are these people who are all sort of like in the orbit of a Thirty Rock and they are living near sort of nearby so like last night on saturday night live tina fey and candace bergen just walked out on stage you know oh and really i just oh, really, cool. I haven't seen that part you yet. didn't see the beginning no no we, we picked up uh right before um noah khan's first song and then did two skits and then went to bed I just, I just love that idea that like Jack McBriar lives in in the city and uh, well, uh, you know like it's just... the whole reason why like Alec Baldwin has hosted so many times. It's like oh crap, so and so backed out. Who can we get? Alec Baldwin, great. Yep. Yeah, perfect. He was he around. Lives, he lives around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> when you're around, you're around. And he can he can read a cue card like nobody's business. Uh, you want to hear some hear some clips like nobody's business? Yes. Sure. Oh, oh, you got clips? I Wait do. I sure do. Let's start with this one. Hold on. There it is. Uh, this is a crooked son of a bitch. You crooked son of a bitch. That's a happy-go-lucky. <laughs> son of a bitch. That's the young guy getting ready to get Aww. burned. Uh, here's the first weird fire sound. Uh, we got a few more. That, was a, that was a sneeze at the beginning. I've sure <laughs> said, like, it's also... <laughs> it's the one that, that propels the dude through the uh, the, the windshield. No, the windshield. He is totally but, gnarled. But in when you see that clip, uh, when the explosion happens, there is nothing that that uh, blows him through the windshield. So unless it shot him straight up, and then he, thirty seconds later, came straight back down and landed in his windshield, they uh, they needed to do something a little bit different yeah. with the special effects. Something there. about that didn't make sense, but the body looked cool, I guess. So there's yeah, that. face yeah. burnt, face through the thing. Oh yeah, yeah bad stuff, crispy, bad stuff. Uh, mice and matches. Mice and matches. All right, thank you. I expected it. Mice and matches until we can figure out something else. Played this, played this earlier, but it's worth playing again. Spinach? Yeah, spinach. <laughs> I love there was no here. payoff for that. It was just some weird shit he had said. I love that that never was resolved. Yeah. This is, I wrote here, right beside me, yell at Ibbot's date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's some prom thing. I, I'm sure it's right, a prom probably. thing. And as you know, you know, the name Brian gets yelled a lot. So probably I did a that. Lot. So let's find out what we did. Here we go. Don't do this thing right inside me, Brian. Oh, oh there's, oh, there's uh, the F. There's the F bomb. That's why I couldn't is. find it because I label it so weird. But right be F inside me. Wait, right. Yeah, sure. Play it again. Don't do this thing right inside me, Brian. No one on this no. planet has ever done that comp that part right. of domination. Oh, I I mean I haven't myself, but heck, I mean you can put that you can put that word into any syllable. Split any any multi-syllable word with that and it works. You can, but you shouldn't. Yes, that's <laughs> my point. Yes. <laughs> Team Johnson Johnson away here. I agree with that. Yeah, but right effing beside me, right beside effing me. Well, definitely not that, but uh, <laughs> right be effing side me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's it's like saying unbe effing believable or unbe effing leaveable or was it unbe. Yeah, see, just stop. Yeah. Just stop. It's not. <laughs> it's, we're saying it, better, saying it too many times. Better if I, if I say the, if I actually say the F word and not just F. Right. 
Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Saying it wrong, saying it without the F word doesn't actually work. All right, also angry oh, yeah. acting anyone? My God! Oh, he was into it. He does even worse later, but yeah, that's a good one. Robert De Niro's job. Here you go. I have a very uncomplicated job to decide if a fire is awesome or not, and if so, to catch a son of a bitch doing it. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. That's the son of a bitch. Yeah. He kind of ran. He kind of ran through the emphasis there. The it's a he's he's admitting that he knows it's a very complicated job. He's calling it a very uncomplicated job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the irony he's trying to I, I don't know. I, I I had to listen to it again. I was like, what did he just say? Like why? Oh. It was De Niro irony. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. De Niro. Uh here is I don't know what this is. You know that little glow that started to blink in the corner of your eye? That's your career dissipation line. Just went into overtime. Oh, my label's all wrong on that. Overtime. Oh. Yeah, but still, it's like, so we're supposed to believe that uh, that fleeting moment, Billy Baldwin's character is like, oh, that's a good line. I'm going to remember that to use la- see if I can use that on him later. Because being able to say that stupid line verbatim back to him at the press conference. Agreed. Months later. What? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> it's weird, right? It's just a weird yeah. thing to yeah. have your character remember. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's. Oh, this is what I said the first time I changed my daughter's diaper. This is years ago, but I. This is what I said. I think it appropriate that we recognize the two ass wipes because you know those are important in the process. <laughs> right. We use about two each time. Never sure, more than sure. two. Maybe three on a real bad day. But you know. I am. I am a sight. I am a sociopath. One minute I am making jokes. The next minute I am burning people to death. Yep. Hi. I'm I, Max Man. I'm Max. I'm Max Man. <laughs> Um, here is the boat or something. I don't know what this is. Hey, this boat could be great, don't you think? Oh, when he's drunk and going to sleep. I'm so drunk. He's fucking sad. Love this boat. <laughs> I like the spitty aspect you're adding to it. That's, That's what great. you have to do when you're drunk. You spit a little bit. Spitty. Um, I wrote what was with this song, so get your horns be shield out, I guess, Randy. Here we go. I mean, it brings me back, but I don't miss it. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the piano on top of the synthesizer sound. Mm. It's it's too no, it doesn't work anymore. It no. sounded great at the time. No, it just no doesn't yeah, work. it doesn't work quite like it used to. Uh, here's weird fire sound number two. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like how, I like how the fire yells, come on, at the end. Yeah. He yeah. really found his voice by the end Hot. of the movie. Uh, yeah. Slow-mo sound is the thing that bugged it and bugs me also and should bug everyone. Uh, slow motion sound and voice and video. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> really, really but, don't like but it. You, you would hate... <laughs> even more you I, yeah even i wouldn't like any of it they don't need to yeah. do it yeah. is all i'm saying and this happens in like lord of the rings movies i love yeah but don't do it no don't say it don't say a name if if you just say no that's also bad that didn't work out for darth Vader. Also, no offense to any stevens listening but steven in slow motion it just doesn't sound. i mean it's not cool no <laughs> i don't know what name sounds better like yeah Scott Jackson, maybe Actually, none of it. That it's sounds good. pretty good because Scott. It's almost like a like a like a yell, right? 
Yeah. You, you don't yell anything that sounds like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Brian would be hard. Brian. Brian. Yeah, yeah, too many sil- yeah. 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 Steven, Brian. for some reason, works. Randy. Yeah, yeah I like Randy. <laughs> that would work out. Randy. Yeah, I like Randy. Yeah. Oh, Randy's good. Yeah. All right. Yelling about a lake of, of gas. Was that before or after you noticed you were standing in a lake of gasoline, you idiot? This is some a- oh. angry acting, freaking top-notch business going on. So and, and just confirms that I oh, never in my life want to get yelled at by Robert De Niro. Oh, can you right. imagine, dude? Jeez. Oh, he I would suppose. just be so intimidating. Yeah. I suppose after Mr. De Niro? <laughs> He's just don't. so like, I don't know. You're right. I don't want to be yelled at by him. Yeah, and I, I, I've told this story before. I used to have a friend who worked as a personal assistant for Robert De Niro and could not get out of that job fast enough. He, really? Really? Uh, yeah, he, he used to say, you know, like write privately to some friends, like email back when we emailed because, you know. Yeah. Did anyone night. think that De Niro would be a pleasant to work for? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I not me, man. Yeah. Oh, hell no. He's, he, he seems very much like, you know, he's got to have a De Niro's way and he's got to do it. No, I, mm, mm, nope. I mean, maybe yeah, there, I, my, my recollection, I could probably find these emails if I dug my recollection was that his big comparison was always to, um, uh, Jack Nicholson, who was known as being like the best boss for his assistants, yeah. like the assistants that wanted to stick with this person for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And then De Niro was a revolving door because, yeah, because of personal. Could you, did, did he like, could you milk me? Did he ask that our assistants a lot of times? <laughs> I hope not. Jeez. I don't want to get milked or he doesn't want to get, I don't want to, I don't want to see I, anybody milking De Niro. I have, I have nipples. Yeah. Yeah, can I milk you? Mm. Yeah. All right, here's something about a shadow. I don't know what I wrote. Shadow. Oh, it's when everybody (laughs) had a nickname, even the arsonist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the real life. That was uh, the arsonist nickname for uh, De Niro. Yeah, yeah. Cast a shadow, permanent shadow on the wall. Oh, right. That's right, because his back, he got burnt. Yeah. That's pretty good. Backburn. Pretty good uh, special effects. You think he was annoying when they tried to apply those to him, though? Like if he's bad on his assistants, <laughs> they're like, oh, "Hold still, Mister De Niro." De Niro is kind of the. I feel like De Niro is the kind of guy that's not going to allow there to be any quiet space. So mm-hmm. I like. I think he's going to be talking the entire time. The, the, those interviews I was watching, there was one with uh, Baldwin too, where he was talking about how he was just so intimidated that first scene that he had to do with De Niro. And then uh, afterwards, De Niro called him into his office, you know, his mm. green room or what trailer or whatever, and said, uh, "You know, I really I want to just say I had a great, uh, great uh, thing with you today, great uh, scene with you today. You're fantastic." Reaches into the uh, the little freezer in his trailer and pulls out mm. a, a bottle of tequila and pours a shot for oh, for man. he and uh, for him. He seems all right. Work. He seems fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to be his assistant, but that sounds nope. fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sound effect number three. Oh! Oh! That guy. Oh! Yeah, that, that was fire the, uh, is screaming. Jeez. That was the. That's where you get the uh, the hint about what's about to happen with the little wisp of smoke under the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That was Iron Eagle kid taking a taking a dive. Right. Yeah. Uh, say the name of your movie. Another backdraft. Another backdraft. <laughs> That's what they said when uh, they asked him to be in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. Billy said, uh, sorry, well, no, who, which guy is this? Yeah. yeah. Billy, Billy said, yeah, <laughs> Billy, I'll do it. Yeah. 
Uh, William or Billy. Here's uh, Clint Howard. He shows up. And the attitude of both trajectories are consistent with explosion. Yeah, and then he laughed like this. Whoops. (laughs) I don't know why he laughed like that. (laughs) I love it. That's fine. It's great. Okay, I found... Okay, so this is interesting. Your mom sent me some stuff. No. My mom. Your mom. uh, Ibit's mom. One of Brian's old dates talking to your former best friend. So this is not... You're not present for this. Okay. She's talking right. to one of your old best friends about her time with you. Wait, the date is talking to one of my best friends. Yes. Former best friends. Yeah. Okay. And you're right. and you formally dated the girl, I think. Around my mom or No, she mom. just happened to be there somehow. I don't know how your mom does okay. this. Can we get more there. detail, please? No, no I more know, detail yeah. than that. That's all you to, get. Set the scene here. And uh here's what you got. Come on, you only bang on the roof when you got something on your mind. How's Brian doing? Yeah, what's Brian doing? Yeah. What's Brian doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think that was a double on tour? Where she was like, um, no. she says no, this. Not they hadn't gotten to the roof think. of the car yet. I don't know if you call that a roof, though. You know, no, no, no. That was, was the roof on fire. On mm-hmm. right. No. Well, she's gonna bang on the top of the thing. Hmm. Uh, oh, actually, that wasn't her anyway. That was no, Rebecca no. That DeMornay. was Rebecca De Mornay talking to Kurt Russell. Neither right. of them banged on the roof of the truck. That's right. They just yeah, did he weird shows cuddling. Up on the, he shows up on the roof, and it's yeah, like, uh, like it, it's I don't know. It just, I'm like, fix my roof of my house. Mm-hmm. But you know the way she said it, you get the feeling that sometimes he's just sitting out there on the roof. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It just didn't fit his character to me. Yeah, it's a little weird. Felt like a, it just felt like a different story. Yeah, it, it was. Mm. I'll give you that. Uh, all right, here's oh, here's him getting all mad again. Such bullshit. Yeah, such bullshit. Bullshit. Have you ever? I, I mean, that that is voice. him. That is him a thousand times. Such bullshit. Like that could be any movie. Yeah. Um, Action stars of the uh, of the eighties. He's the one I'd want to have a beer with. Out of all yeah. of them, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Stallone, Willis, any of them, I'd yeah. want to have a beer with Kurt Russell. I think so too. Yeah, he also is doing better work later than the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see Randy recommended on TMS that Sly documentary. It's very good. Highly recommend oh, yeah. it. Yeah, worth seeing. Uh, say the name one more time, movie. And he made his Burns backdrafts. Yeah, more backdrafts. <laughs> uh, um, his Burns backdrafts. Now, this will make you hungry. Chinese sponge cake? Yeah, it's a Chinese sponge <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love that line. Made yeah, me laugh. Yeah. Here's a... I'm surprised they left this in, but here's a scene that really was weird. Gas. Check in there. Oh man! <laughs> you know they really leaned into it. They were just should like, should have seen it coming. Really did, yeah. Should have, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, here's what you say at McDonald's when you get a bad nugget. Hey, f- you Ronald. Yeah, f- you Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> or, or no, it should have been when they stopped serving McRib again. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh did you get one this time, Dunaway? Did you grab a? I know. No. Oh man, I didn't no. make it. I did. I had a McRib. Yes. Yeah. How was it? Did my you first, take the weird little onions one off? In about uh, ten years, probably. Mm. Uh, it was everything I expected it to be. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's a rousing. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing. Say say what you want about McDonald's. They're consistent. It's just yes. not always consistently good. Yeah. It's just uh, just fired up the app here to see if either of my look. So you now you now do everything in the app. Like if, right. if you yes. go to McDonald's oh, yeah. and don't use the app, you're crazy. I'm not sure. comfortable with giving Ronald McDonald my location. So I just not, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Can't what do, do you, it. why do you not trust them over somebody He's else? Like a clown. Uh, just, just the clown. The, the whole mascot thing. It just, yeah, I just can't. Oh, it's that. just the clown. All right. Just a clown. But you'd be okay with that creepy King. Oh yeah. I'm fine with the King. He can come over anytime. Wow. Yeah. 
I prefer big. I prefer Whoppers to Big Macs anyway. I why well, do too for sure, yeah. but I still don't want the king knowing my location. <laughs> I love that the McRib locator lets you know where you can get the cheapest McRib and where you're going to get the most expensive McRib. Oh, is that real? That. I thought they were they all need the same. To modify price the uh, McRib locator into the working ice cream machine locator. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, get them all in one place, man. Yeah, but they're not. It, but you're not going to be able to get the McRib unless it's the season, right? To get them, right? right. Yeah, okay. right. Which is right now. Hurry. It still is. Okay. No, Dunaway, you got a chance. You got time. I got a chance. They're saying there's a chance. Yeah, get in there, dude. All right. uh, Sounds just like The Rock. Now, here's the music I was talking about. I love Hans Zimmer. Love him, especially work from about the early 2000s and forward. It's really his best time. Everything he did in the 90s sounded the same. This soundtrack is just, it's like the, you know how a show will, will kind of do a cover of a thing, but, but, but do it a little bit off so they don't have to pay the rights do you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. right that's what this feels like listen to this and we just you know i just saw the rock again so it's in my it's fresh in my head but this is the same music yeah so instead of it goes it's like they just upped a little it's, thing it's basically they uh they vanilla iced uh, uh vanilla iced it basically yeah phone yeah, vanilla shit iced and, it, maybe. Yeah. and i'm surprised you're saying the rock when it's so like pirates of the caribbean i was gonna say pirates yeah they're exactly, all the same yeah. they're all the same but i'm telling you if you go <laughs> listen to a chunk of the rock and then listen to that they are i almost did it but i couldn't find it chunk they, of the rock Nah. Go listen to the chunk of the rock, will you? Chunk of the rock. All right, going and, for the. Ho- I, oh, go I ahead. I just want to. I just want to state. I don't think Hans Zimmer is always the same. Like between the Rock and Pirates, he did Gladiator, which is very different. It doesn't sound like those. I agree, and and I appreciate that. It's about. almost like his uh, his Ridley Scott era when it started with Gladiator or whatever it did. It that started to set him apart. And he got, mm-hmm. I don't know, just got more creative or something. Now it's like, you know, he's top tier. He's like one of the best. Hmm. His Nolan stuff, freaking uns- unsurpassed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Love him. Um, all right, let's get to this. Uh, the final two clips this is about going for the hose. I'm going for the hose. I'm going for the hose. I'm going for the hose. <laughs> Thank you for not using that for the prom date. Yeah. Right. That would have yeah. been great. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Regrets. I have regrets. <laughs> Dunaway, though, said a thing earlier that uh, I'm glad he did because I'm going to repeat it now. Look at him. My brother, god damn it. I hated that. I, hated that. <laughs> I did too, yes. I, so I, I love hated it. I couldn't I couldn't decide. In one no way one I was like, yeah, I loved in other ways I hated it. No one can hit a little hose like my brother, god damn it. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, I understand the audience's need for some yeah. closure and all that, but come it's on. so run Howard, you can't you can't help but love it. No. Yeah. He was and he was about to go nuts. He was what do you have after this? Apollo sixteen? Or 18, yeah. whatever it is. What was it? <laughs> yeah, it was 16. Apollo 16. Nailed it. Nailed it. No one correct him. Leave it. 18, right? Yeah. It's 18. Leave it where it's at. Apollo 11. No. What was Leave it? Leave it where it's You're at. almost there. If you keep oh, naming oh. Apollo numbers 12? between 10 and 20, you're going to hit it. <laughs> what is it? Hold on. I'm gonna, this is going to yes, piss me gonna off. you're going to hit it. Just keep naming numbers. I don't oh, want keep to. Going, keep going. Uh, 13. 13. It's 13. Jeez. Oh, what do we win? So that was a few years later. Let's see. When did he? Okay. Producer. I don't care. Let's look at director. Okay. Director. I can't find it. Anyway, I wanted to see what his, oh, here it is. Okay. So he, he's got like four movies in the works. That guy's busy. Mm -hmm. He's a busy Um, guy. Okay. So he, 
directed. Uh, let me just go back a little here. Parenthood I'm, in 89. I'm going to say he really jumps into the higher tier with Cocoon. That's what kicks uh, it off. Right right away. Oh, I forgot <sighs> Cocoon was his. Yeah, you're right. And, and, I got that on VHS. Yes. And yeah. so then he has Cocoon, Willow, Backdraft, and Far and Away as like his first set of like tier one. Then he goes to tier S with Apollo 13. <laughs> yes. What do you think about Parenthood? Gets, Parenthood was pretty good. I'd put that in there. That was between Willow and Backdraft. I like Parenthood, right? The movie okay. Parenthood. Oh, yeah, I like it. I it's just not, it's not, yeah. it's not like important uh, for, for, you know, the director, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, Far and Away I liked, but no one likes it. Except me. Oh, I love that movie. Good. I'd like it too. I'm a fan. Ransom. No one likes it. Why does no one like it? Um, I think at the time, anyway, I remember a lot of complaints about it just being overly melodramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have you seen Backdraft? Uh, (laughs) And didn't isn't that the movie where Cruise and what's her name got it on got together? Yeah, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that was their thing. No, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, the complaint should be that it it has no business starring Tom Cruise as an Irishman. Yeah, that should be the complaint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think Beautiful Mind's still his like opus though? That's like his big one, probably. Oh, pretty it's up there. First for me, it's Frost Nixon. I love that movie, but oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only one I haven't seen. How about St- Solo, a Star Wars story? No, oh. I, not so yeah. much. Um, <laughs> like very, it's very well directed. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's very yeah. well directed. Oh, go back if you haven't seen his twenty twenty his last directed film, Thirteen Lives. I recommended it on TMS. That movie is freaking great. The acting's superb in that. Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen, Joe Edgerton, Joel rather, uh, Paul Gleason. Oh, great movie! It's about those kids that got stuck. The Taiwanese soccer team that got stuck in the cave. Oh, yeah. So it's based on a true story, but it is so well acted, man. I'm telling you, Thirteen Lives. Don't ignore it. It's great. Interesting. Okay. He's uh, he's gotten a lot of uh, uh, accolades for Hillbilly Elegy from a couple of years ago yeah. with uh, Amy yeah, Adams that. and Glenn Close. Haven't seen it, but uh, nothing about that. Two Academy Award nominations, a BAFTA nomination, Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, I didn't see it either. It was yeah. it's controversial because the author's what's his name is now a author's co- a congressman. Not job. Total. Oh, job. okay. Yeah, the Jay Vance thing. Yes. Yeah, Jay right. Vance. And so that's, it just kind of marred it a little for some people. I yeah. didn't care. I didn't see it, but um, it's unfortunate. It's probably, I mean, I'm, I, I, the material in the book, you know, may be fine, but it's easy mm-hmm. for people to get all wrapped up into, once again, we get wrapped up into politics and we can't see so, past it. So, so I, I think it narrows down for me between Apollo 13 and Willow. I think those are the two. Love Willow. I watched that recently again. Still so good. I think Willow's okay. I don't love it. Oh yeah, I can't forget the paper too. The Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can totally forget it. What's it about? Really? Come on now, really? It's It's about about the paper. Michael Keaton is the editor in chief of Spotlight. I think he's no. No. Spotlight. (laughs) It's not Spotlight. (laughs) It's not Spotlight. But uh, oh shit. um, Yeah, ninety-four film. uh, Marissa Tomei, Randy Quaid, Robert Duvall. Um, it was really Randy's good. It was like he's saying it's forgettable. I know. Not ringing a bell for me. Had a, had really. a great Bruce Hornsby song in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a job. Had a great, friend, had a great Randy Newman song in there. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. Jace, Jason yeah. Alexander, Catherine O'Hara, Spalding Gray, Jason Robards, Marissa Tomei is a big oh, deal. Yeah, the paper. It's a great. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, really it's good, good film, and it. Uh, just didn't didn't make a, an impact, but 
importantly, Man. it includes Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard's in it. Wow. Of course, Clint Howard. What? But, what? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It was <clears throat> it was right during that time when I was working for the software company that worked with newspapers, and so this made more of an impact on me, probably because of that. Definitely because of that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I want to. I, I kind of want to see into a lot of newspapers. Worth yeah. seeing now, like you know, think it holds up and all that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, well, it next week on Film Sack. No, wait, it's not streaming. It oh, is not streaming. Shame. Hold your horses. That's a shame. Damn it. Well, we're not put seeing the, the paper. Put it on the uh, watch list, though. Yeah, put it on the okay. paper. <laughs> Done. <It's good. laughs> yeah, look at the cast and the directing and all that stuff. Oh, it looks amazing. I'll watch yeah. it. All right. Um, well, that's the end of that. Let's get to the uh, this thing. It's the Film Sack Checklist. May back drafts. What? I don't know what I meant. Oh, many. May the back draft be with you? Oh, I think I, oh, many, what, many I left out the drafts. end. Yeah, I was good. so tired. I like yesterday. that better. Yeah. Uh, here's the, uh, the next one is if a door breathes in first, don't open it. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> they should have had axe spray. Or sorry, they should have had <laughs> Axe spray his own body with water so that he could be called Axe Body Spray. <laughs> oh, very good. oh, gosh. It helps that I screwed it up as I read it. Moving on. <laughs> let's do Star Trek connections. I got to think there's somebody in here. There is somebody. Uh, the Most of it is stuntmen and a couple of camera operators, I, which kind of like threw me. So there are these two camera operators named David Luckenbach and Gregory Lunsgard who on Star Trek movies, uh, you know, are behind the camera. But then in this movie, they were in front of the camera somehow. Like one of them was a security officer. One of them was a, a high rise, a fireman in the elevator along mm. with the others. Mm. And it just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. It's not that great a connection, but we have one of our best connections. We've, we've visited many times on film sack and that is Clint Howard. Clint Howard mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the pathologist. I love that they just named him Rico. That's his whole name, Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's been in. He's been in Star Trek. Boy, has he! Been oh, in Star Trek. yes, he has. My favorite. Yeah. Uh, OG. My favorite appearance Stephon. when he's the yeah when he's the when he's the kid. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll just run down the uh, the list: uh, Discovery, Enterprise, Deep Space Nine, uh, the original. You know, uh, like you just mm-hmm. say, he was in. Uh, Star Trek, the original series. Mm. But um, recently, just this past year, he was in an episode of Strange New Worlds. And I just like, I really like that Star Trek is keeping the Clint Howard coming back. (laughs) For sure. I heard the nicest interview with Ron Howard the other day talking about his brother and talking about Andy Griffith and how he uh, credits him almost entirely for breaking the, the norm, which is child actors have a shitty time growing up. Yeah. And he said, those people are my family. Like when we, mm-hmm. when we had our rap party for the final season, he's 14, he's feeling like a teenager. He's a little surly or whatever. And what's his name gets up. Andy Griffith does a little speech. And by the, by the you know first three sentences of the speech, Ron Howard's just sobbing in tears. Like he just mm-hmm. can't deal with it. Cause this is like his second dad. Wow. And yeah. he was already really close to his, his real dad. So I don't know. There's some lesson there about, the people you're around when you're a child actor yeah. probably will help a lot about where you end up. And so the Corey Feldman's of the world who, oh, you know, got it up, eaten up by the system, by perverts, by, you know, hideous behavior, all that stuff. You just wish they all had Ron Howard treatment. And maybe that doesn't exist anymore in Hollywood, or maybe it does more now. Cause I we're think more it aware does. Of it. Uh, we, we talk about that. Wasn't uh, like, you know, like some of the sets, like uh, full house, they were, you know, 
Saget and all those guys are supposed to have been yeah, good, good to everybody around him. I think Growing Pains also had like a good uh, experience for the for the actors on there too. I think mm. maybe except for um, oh, what was the sister's name? Because they because she oh, had all Tracy, she had Tracy Gold. She had all kinds. Yeah, of because the writers kept right. putting her in like fat jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. She ended Bullshit. up with a, a bad eating disorder and drug problems mm-hmm. and all that, but. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it makes me think no one appreciates Andy Griffith enough but for when he was here. That's yep. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's possible to get out of the spiral. Like, mm-hmm, I think it, mm-hmm. I think Shia LaBeouf is the example. Oh, yeah. You can, you can be a, a child actor who goes crazy and then not. You can kind of right. recover from it. Does yeah. someone have a cat but, scratching at their leg or something? What is that sound I'm hearing? I love it. I love it. It's like the a dog going is, to his. So Tristan is over here using our shower because his uh, the heat's off in their in their apartment. Nice. Oh no, the heat and water and all that stuff. Not because of non-payment, but because of uh, problems in their whole building. And right. um, Tina's downstairs now because we're like, why are the pipes making that horrendous <laughs> that noise? That is great. That's the yeah. pipes making that noise. Oh, it is know. the pipes. It's scaring me. It's like the. I yeah. feel like it's it's the wisp of uh, smoke before the. Oh my god! Yeah, burst. You're, you're like in backdraft. You're in wherever <laughs> the plumbing backdraft is. Something's <laughs> borked, man. That doesn't sound right. Me, like, That's really weird. I mean, pipes vibrate for sure, but. Yeah, I think something came loose, and I think it's really just a pipe vibrating in the wall. Like, it broke its right. little, um, or, or something happened with its little shackle. I, I don't know, that. plumbing. Anything, yeah. Tina? No, I don't know, but... Oh, don't tuck that, don't oh. tuck that whole cord in there. I need the, yes. I need the part that connects to stick out. <laughs> this is amazing. Can this be a new segment? Yeah. I really yeah. enjoy this. <laughs> something scary is happening behind me, the segment. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. It's, behind it's behind me, isn't it? We need to have yeah, that. It's yeah. behind me. Well, we had that whole <laughs> Dunaway behind me thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I have that over here. That photo? I'm going to put that up on TMS on Monday. What's that? I'm going to put Brian's photo behind oh, me on Monday. Tina says, hey to everybody. Oh, hello. Oh, hi, Tina. Tina. Tell Tina, uh, what was the thing she got wrong? 69. Yeah. Uh, this has got 69, 69 right out of Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, there's your Star Trek connection. Thank you, Randy, for that. Soundtrack grade. I give it an ALM for a little much. I think it was a little over the top. Just my take. I don't want to speak for everybody, but whatever. Hans Zimmer, I love you. Uh, he wouldn't get to his bong era until uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're past that. We're we're into the simplicity era of Hans Zimmer, yeah, which is nice. Which is totally fine. I mean, Brian Ibbett, or yeah, Ibbett probably for uh, misses his. Um, Video killed the radio star days, right? A little bit. Yeah, Wasn't he in that band? Yeah. I think he was in there. <laughs> the Buggles? Yeah. No. Trevor so. Trevor Horn? No, I think I think Hans Zimmer was in that band. He played keyboard. No. Hold on. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh um there is a connection there, yes. He's in the video. He's on keyboards in the video. He's in the video, but I don't remember if he was actually in the band because it was just the it was the mostly the two guys. It was Trevor Horn and um uh, uh let's see oh here it is yeah here it is worked with the buggles uh trevor horn jeff downs and bruce woolley okay. he can be seen briefly in the music video yeah. but trevor horn is quite famously again another another keyboardist oh uh, gotcha. frankie goes to hollywood yes like he did the whole 90125 um, so what was his deal with them was he just he was just for that song or for that album or something? i think just for that song maybe adding keyboards or something yeah interesting um yeah 
He also did a bunch of mood lighting music, so there you go. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Did some some for that, something called Success is the Best Revenge. I don't know what that movie is. Huh. And My Beautiful Laundrette in 1985. Interesting. Well done, Hans Zimmer. Okay, moving on to the social post. This is where you guys take this movie and you sum it up in 280 characters or less, an arbitrary number we completely made up because we're not giving credit to this old weird site called Twitter. Anyway, let's start this week with Randy. Backdraft. There once was a man who got done in a fire watched by his young son. Then his firstborn turned in to their dad's straight up twin. So he died because there can be only one. Oh, wow. Wow. Dark and deep on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's throw it over to Dunaway. Backdraft. You got to be kidding me. An actual operating A track? Burn it all. All right. <laughs> I'll see you at the next parole hearing. Hashtag daddy brother. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Backdraft, a movie about a young firefighter who likes to watch old men get dressed. Oh, no. man. That's more accurate than we'd like to say. <laughs> uh, let's move on to alternate titles. These were just handed to me and I uh, got them right here. This was almost called the Robert De Niro detective hour, but then they cut too much of a scene. So they didn't do it. Or it was Scott Glenn in the den with a pen. Ooh, it just, rhyming. they only used those words cause they rhymed and it sounded a little like playing uh what's the game <laughs> where the, where it was the rhyming the, game. It was the Butler in the kitchen. What am I thinking of? Oh, oh clue. 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 It's like a little game of yeah. clue there. Let's move on to emails. Here's an email, filmsack at gmail.com. Shay wrote in and said, hi, Dunjabidjorn John. Oh, Perfect. hi, Shay. Perfectly done. Yeah. So we know what grossed Scott out the most this week. Um, they were talking about last week. But we need a top three of all time Filmsack gross Scott out the most rundown. What Ooh. takes the coveted number one spot? Oh, wow. Will this top three make uh, Scott literally hurl on air? Though, 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 Shay. <laughs> Can I just... <laughs> I, yeah. We're we, we're in the end of a really really long episode, and I just want to suggest this could make a great bonus from Scott. I would love nah. to hear. Oh yeah, like I just like you know because it might take a Don't little. Give the milk away for free. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it might take a little from you. And you I, got I just, till, uh, you have till March. Can you do it, Scott? Um, yes, <laughs> I can do it. I can make cool. it. Um, I don't. I mean, would it be because I don't know them? I don't remember. You all can of tease them. us. I can go back and look at some notes, but it's not going to be very right. comprehensive just just get, just give us a tease you have like a a, a top just mm. what one came top. to mind as you were reading that oh my gosh um i know is it more fingers and i totally know what yeah. it is it's uh, oh I, I hold on can i guess guess from dusk till dawn salma hacks uh, uh <laughs> serving champagne down her leg into tarantino's oh my mouth. god um Pretty, if not number one, very, very close. The one I was thinking of was uh, was uh, the side of what's his name's face getting licked in that transporter movie. Oh yeah. Um, oh right. That was pretty good. But they're pretty kind of good. in the same. They're in the same boat. Those two. Yeah. But you know what? The Salma Hayek thing. I'd kind of forgotten. I think that might take the because there's a whole toe like like kicking his lips with her toe like yeah. like he, he, like yeah. kind of yeah, you're not wrong at least, at least if i'm visualizing it it probably isn't but that's at least what i'm remembering I, i'm pretty sure that's that that i think that is top spot so maybe the special would be more like a few examples but like what what is it 
what do you have to do to really get me in a movie? Right. Because I'm very, very interested in understanding, like we sacked the fly, which is just nonstop grossness. Like as long as every scene Mm. with Brundlefly is absolutely disgusting. And it's for Scott. It's like, uh, yeah, but like, there's almost like, you know, it's fake. Yeah. That's why it's just, I I'm able to, there have been a couple of examples where it is special effects and it still grosses me out. But most of the Mm -hmm. time it's, it's the idea of what that would be in real life. And in the case of the Salma Hayek foot in his mouth, I mean, that's really happening. It's not CGI foot. No. And I feel bad for her. Like I'm sure, I'm sure she agreed to it. I'm sure it was all written out. Everybody knew what they were getting into, but dude, but I'm Tarantino. sure at the, the first meeting, she's like, you want me to what? And I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hello. What? Yeah. Como se dice? Or, uh, <laughs> what is the, what's the phrase? It wouldn't be that. It would be that's how you say. But uh, whatever the, the Spanish equivalent of is, come again? Well, I've always said that the reason that she can grow her eyebrows together for Frida was because she squinted <laughs> so hard when she was when he was chewing on her foot that it naturally grew <laughs> hair there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always said. Uh, wow. Anyway, Shay, thank you for that. We'll we'll see what we can do there. Uh, we also got a text, or excuse me, a phone call at 801-471-0462 about the Bond thing. We've been doing a lot of Bond lately, and they had this to say. Hey, Filmstack crew, calling from Seattle, calling in right now to give y'all a white-hot plasma take, which is that <laughs> the best Bond song, not the best Bond theme, but the best Bond song is the theme song to Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Listen to that song, especially with the context and knowing what Kojima was inspired by and uh, the film and how he wanted to get into film and American film and spy thrillers and everything about MGS3. And you listen to that song and you tell me that that's not the best Bond song you've ever heard. Not theme, but song. Anyways, and take for y'all. Love the show, though. Cheers. All right. I'm going to play the show, though. We'll play a little bit of this. See what we think, okay? Okay. Oh my gosh. It's pretty hot. (laughs) Pretty hot. I'm gonna jump ahead a little. Oh my gosh, it is, dude. It is super bondy. But I mean on that same token, you can say the uh the spy hard, you know, weird all Yankovic spy hard theme. It's a Bond theme. Yeah. By that yes, same token. By you that could. same logic. You could accept that one as a clearly a they're making fun of Bond or you know, they're doing a parody. The parody, yeah. Whereas right. this is like a, a pretty serious take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I you know, I never thought of that. That's an amazing game. They're about to put out a remake of that. I'm I'm mm. very excited to play it. It's really good. Old but good. Like us. Yeah. Old but goody. Uh, anyway, thank you for that. 801-471-0462 is that number and filmsack at gmail.com if you want to send your emails in. I would like to thank some brand new patrons this week who joined us at patreon.com slash filmsack for a brand new month of film sackery. We have Grave Fitness. Oh, Grave Fitness. Mm, it's oh. not my favorite 24-hour uh, exercise yeah. location. No, it's not good. It's not great. You have to, you have to shower with men. You don't want that. <laughs> that's the biggest complaint. Yeah, yeah. that's my big complaint. Easily. Um, also David Cooper, who makes, uh, the Statue of Liberty disappear. No, I'm sorry. That's David Cop- Copperfield. This is David Cooper. Oh. Guy. Jonathan Hartford, uh, Crucigen, D- uh, Diego Avila and Petey Sneakies. Sneaky Petey's. <laughs> uh, they're all in here this week, uh, getting no commercials ever. Pre-show content, host specials, like Randy alluded to artwork in the mail. I did a, I did some art of the glaive. Oh, yeah. 
from the original. Oh, I saw that. Cool. I love that. Yeah, the original Kroll, our first episode. And so I drew the glaive. I did it live on a live stream. And that thing is getting nice. printed and sent to our listeners. So mm-hmm. I like the little hidden star of David in the middle, too. Oh, yeah. It's mm. uh, great. Now I've got that to worry about. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> anyway, you'll want to check that out. If you're a patron and at certain levels, you can get all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, so go check it out. It's uh, up there in four-year perusal now at patreon.com slash film sack. Our can, next can, movie. Can I, can yeah, I uh, just try to influence you on your uh, month of Santas? Do I just want to... I just want to just remind you that uh, James Bond Santa would be a lot of fun. Oh, that could be oh, fun. Uh, I am taking go. suggestions on theme, so I appreciate that. I'm, but I'm, not a John Travolta Santa. No. That one we don't need any more of. No, we don't need any more of him, maybe ever. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm okay if he retired. I don't, what's he doing that I care about right now? Nothing. What's he doing these days? Name a, name a Travolta thing that you were like, oh man, he's back. It's been like what, since 94 we felt that way? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, do that. Go do it. Our next movie will be Three Days of the Condor. Three days. Three, Three days, days of oh, the yes. Condor. I uh, didn't see the first two days of the Condor, so I'm hoping I understand what's going on in this yeah, one. Because I don't really Doubtful. know. So this is your old Sidney Pollock-directed Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway, Cliff Robertson business. Three um, days in the Valley of the Condor. Got no, it. No, 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 no. Three days <laughs> grace in the Valley of the Condor. There you go. The Valley this of is the a, Death of the Valley. This is streaming on Amazon Prime for mm-hmm. us in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of well-known older film. And what we're doing here is we're watching a couple of movies in the next couple of weeks that are set at Christmas. Mm. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. This is one I've always wanted to see, and I've always wanted a good reason to see it. And this is a good reason to see it. And find a handsomer man working in his prime than Redford. This yeah. is, yeah, this is going to be peak Robert Redford with the five-day stubble. Mm. I and mean, look at that. Oh, look at his wow. hair. I mean, this guy. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've never considered myself gay. But today? That today, is a hell of a turtleneck, too. That's like... <laughs> That is a an eight foot long turtleneck that he's oh, got. No, 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 that's a scarf. Oh, it's got a scarf. scarf. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that's okay. funny. Oh, is that a scarf? <laughs> I, know, I was really hoping that was a turtleneck. I thought it was too. Oh, uh, Max von Sydow making a return next week. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And not looking a thousand years old. He looks kind of young because he didn't have John all that makeup Hausman, on. Uh, oh, John Hausman, like uh, uh, you John Hausman. earn it. They earn it. Yeah, okay. That's the one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Love that guy. Anyway, that'll be next week. Three days of the Condor on Amazon Prime here in the states, or wherever you get it, wherever you are. Filmsack.com is our website. You can go there anytime you want and find all the links you need. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. That's my brother. Goddamn it! We'll see you mm-hmm. next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Meister matches. Yeah, mice and matches. Mice, mice and matches. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.